Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 59. We're coming to you from the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark Denebo. I'm, I, I failed. I'm, I was going to say I'm standing in for Lauren today, but that doesn't count. But yeah, I run 258 and we're here with as another, I guess you can say he's a co-host, right? Sure. Tri-host. Why not? Mr. Tom Borthwick. Wow, that's an exciting intro. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I screwed it up totally. <laughs> Continue, Rich. Uh, he, he's a, a, a local educator who's going to give us kind of the, the teacher perspective uh, on this because uh, we did reach out to uh, a lot of uh, Wilkes-Barre area teachers and uh, they really weren't able to talk about it on record. You know, a lot of them were able to talk off record, but, you know, uh, with some of them having their jobs cut or could be cut or anything like that, I could understand why they wouldn't want to put that on the line. So uh, we're here to talk about the uh, Wilkes-Barre area school district's uh, recent cuts to uh, arts programs, science programs, uh, a lot of important stuff. And uh, we brought with us uh, uh, two students who have organized uh, some of the protests against this. Uh, this is Desiree Fisher and uh, Brittany Stevenson. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. 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 <laughs> you, I like how you like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could be better based on what's going on in Wilkes-Barre, but I guess I'm okay right now. Yeah, sure. Pretty much. For now. And we'll get to you guys in a moment. Yes. But first, there's a website. Yes. and uh, Which trumps all, all problems. The word Trump is a dangerous word. <laughs> which trumps all, which trumps trumps all, all problems. problems. Yes. There you go. Feel the burn. <laughs> Feel the burn. I said something the other day. So somebody, oh, I was doing the break. I'm, not, I, I'm doing this again, Rich. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I hosted the Breaking Ground Poetry thing on, on Tuesday for them to go to Brave New Voices in Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. And there was a pause and it was like, no one should leave. I'm like, all right, I'm up here for two minutes. Anybody can ask me any question they want. I don't care what it is. And I'll answer it honestly. And the one uh, girl goes, do you feel the burn? And I said, yes, but I don't feel the Clint. True. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie Wisnowski kind of did one of those like, I, do- I guess you can say that. <laughs> So, but I definitely don't feel the drumph either. We we are the only arts and entertainment publication in the area that interviewed Bernie Sanders personally. That was awesome, by no, the way, Rich. Congrats on that. Yes, he did. We did. I, I ate that right up. It oh was awesome. Goodness. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. He's like it. the smartest man in the world other than Morgan Freeman. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's brilliant. And I think that's a fair statement. I, you know, I, I it was like Einstein, you know, like uh, Stephen Hawking, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. I, yeah, well, I just want him to sing hilarious. me "Happy Birthday" once. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I just want I want him just just to, to talk to me. Just yeah, that would be the I longest "Happy yeah. Birthday" ever because he drags out every word Happy that he says. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday to you. Would be great though, <laughs> Miss Daisy. I'll be driving. All right, Morgan. <laughs> oh my God. That was a great movie. Of course. How do you put Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman in a movie and not go there? like? I wish she was still alive. They'd make a great buddy cop movie. Because oh, <laughs> the world we live in right now is like, let's rehash past shit that sucked. But to get Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy back together, yeah, to do they, like a they, buddy cop they movie. They could change the formula. Right. It'd be awesome. So Merton and Riggs are now Jessica Tandy and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's it. like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and then Jessica Tandy's, <laughs> I don't know, trying to find flying saucers in her apartment building. You've ruined this podcast. I know already. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to shut up, Rich. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
We haven't done it in like two weeks. I feel like I haven't spoken in two weeks. Uh, I know you. You have a lot to get out. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So uh, first up on the website, uh, you know, uh, we, we are we're obviously the media sponsor of Electric City Music Conference this year, so we have tons and tons of uh, exclusive information about that. So this week. Uh, they they announced a whole bunch of things uh, that are pretty important. The uh, when the the Steamtown Awards will be, which is of course at the V Spot once again on Thursday, September fifteenth. Uh, announced a bunch more bands, uh, all the venues, which they've added some venues this year, so it's even uh, bigger than last year. Um, the uh, panels again are at the AFA Gallery, which uh, we're, we'll be participating in in a couple different panels. Uh, the the big announcement is that the uh, the big winner for the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award this year is uh, George Wesley. Oh, oh really? So perfect. Which is ex- as soon oh, as he I heard it, I was it. like, "Oh my god!" I can't think of you know many people who deserve it more because I mean, they've... oh, he's awesome. Yeah, great I mean, well, choice. It's, it's Wesley, and then I want to see um, what's his face. Maybe next year we can get Clarence to. Oh, it's Clarence Spady. You Clarence know, he's playing Spady. Saturday at the Vault doing a Prince tribute. Oh, really? I will be there with all the bells. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm definitely. I would about like going. to be there. Yeah, go. Awesome. You're not. You're not legal. What, can't can't they a sit bar. at the table and eat food? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up. Sorry. Right. Clarence Spady is so talented. George Wesley is so talented. Yeah. Yes. So many talented people. Any people? Wow. Yeah, it's the it's, arts. Arts? it's a, okay. Wait, 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 we have uh, three days worth of photos from the uh, Rock and Derby Festival, which was uh, was in New York. Uh, really, really cool festival. It's the first year they were doing it. Uh, mostly uh, hard rock and heavy metal bands and stuff, but also they had a demolition derby. Wrestling. Oh my god, that sounds awesome! Like, all in that the same weekend. Great. It's it was amazing. I dated a girl. And we went to Orlando once, and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna go to a demolition derby." I'm like, "No, I'm not going to that hillbilly shit." There's so it much fun. It was the most fun I've had. It, it just seems fire. great. They jumped a bus. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. They're That's, just like, we're going to take this bus off this ramp. And it was, I was just, and then when it hit something, shit exploded. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone around you whistles while they talk because they don't have teeth, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. It sounds great. I had such, I had so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, so is, is this is an interesting one? Uh, the the a couple of weeks ago we had posted that uh, Chippendales is coming to Mohegan Sun, uh, the casino. Already got my tickets. I was going to say your front row. Oh man, quite a few women shared that. Uh, I'm sure there was a few guys in there too, but mostly women went completely nuts for that. So now uh, I guess the Kirby Center is doing their own thing. Uh, they have the Magic Men, which I guess is a take on the whole Magic, Magic Mike. Mike thing. Uh, so very similar to Chippendales, you know, firefighters, all that good stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that's Sunday, uh, uh, July 17th. Uh, we have photos from the Fine Arts Fiesta and of uh, Joe uh, Bonamassa, who uh, played that same night at the Kirby that Center. That dude's brilliant. Awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, our photographer said it was amazing. Uh, the, the Squirrel Girls Tech Camp uh, is going to be in July and August. They're doing it in two different locations this year. Square uh, Girls? Squirrel Girls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, whatever. It, <laughs> it's a play off of uh, NEPA Blog Con. Their logo is a squirrel. So uh, they, they br- I killed one last week. Oh, my oh God. Lord. <laughs> You're going to be the most amazing interview we've ever done. There's yeah. no question. Because eventually it's going to turn in. It's like 
<laughs> We're talking about one thing, and then you just totally segue. I the squirrel. In I other the, words, really squirrel. Oh, you like the? Oh, yeah. I'll, okay, you prompt me, and I'll act like the dog from Up. <laughs> You're my favorite friend ever. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. That was good. Yeah. Will you be my master? Um, keep going, <laughs> sir. Well, it, it is. It, it's a really cool program. It's it's for uh, uh, young girls, uh, grades four to six. And uh, a lot of the money and stuff raised through NEPA BlogCon and through sponsorships and things like that uh, pays for it. So it's very low cost um, for, for the, the, the children to go. And they learn about si- uh, science, technology, uh, the internet, Maybe like some that. writing too also. Uh, yeah, all, kind, all kinds of really, really cool stuff that, um, you know, programs that aren't normally uh, uh, not only offered, but in, in the case that we're talking about tonight, just cut completely and never offered to anyone at all. Okay, I'm just... I'm so, just curious to make sure that they're, you know. Yeah. So this is, the, uh, I, I think that's a really cool thing that they're doing. Uh, of course, we'll have uh, tons of photos and videos and stuff from the uh, any grades four through six talent final showcase. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. You said grades four through six, right? Yes, grades right, four through six. That's pretty awesome. Six. All right, now you had the finals. Yeah, the finals were the other night. Uh, the the winners were uh, the Tellers, who are uh, a young group. Um, they're all um, high school age or under. And they're, really, yeah, and they're they they were amazing. I mean, they really uh, they really kicked ass. It was a very close race. Uh, you know, everybody won by just a few points. Everybody was very close to each other. Uh, uh, second place was uh, Used Car Cowboy, who uh, is uh, he's actually a comedian named Patrick Schwartz, and he started doing music uh, recently, and he's really good. Uh, he has kind of a sort of a country twang sort of thing going on. So he brought he him and a, a local uh, group called the Jerks uh, did kind of a jam together. And it was really impressive. It was a lot of fun, and it it, it was kind of neck and neck. Um, but a lot of a lot of great stuff uh, happened that night. It was so a lot musicians of fun. won this time. Musicians won this time. The first two seasons that we did, uh, comedians won. So uh, this time, uh, musicians took first and second. That's which was awesome. pretty cool. So it was ni- nice to see. And then uh, next season, uh, we're we're starting sooner. And uh, we're we're going to, uh, and I'll get into it in the last word. But uh, we're going to split it off into two different showcases next time. We're going to do a music showcase and a comedy showcase slash spoken word slash whatever, because uh, you know there are poets and stuff that come. You as talked well. about that. I thought it was yeah. a good idea. Nice, call. yeah. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna split that. But uh, there's so a it's lot not of, so it's not like a sports competition. It, yeah. Well, the, the it's thing it's mostly to do with creativity. Yeah. Well, okay. The, I'm just checking. I'm just making sure. The thing that's that's tough about um, the showcases is that it's really hard to pick between music and comedy because there's such different types of arts. Sure. And uh, to score them the same way really technically isn't fair you know like it's 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 like comparing apples and oranges so uh, both taste great yeah exactly look a little different right and and it's just hard to to i think put them on this the same night um and plus i mean it means more more prizes and things for the uh for the winners so i mean i would think that you know more winners more people getting uh uh you know, money and prizes and and uh, uh, publicity out of it is a good thing. Um, so I, is that I, all? That's all at Thirsties or yeah, it's all good, it's good. it's gonna be all at Thirsties. Good. Uh, we're going to be uh, you know adjusting little things here and there as we go, and uh, and of, I'll, I'll get into it you know later. But um, 
you know, people always kind of, I, I, I don't think a week goes by that they don't say, well, why don't you do it this way or why don't you do it this way? So I kind of want to explain why we do it the way that we do it. And, and that, you know, there is a lot of thought that goes well, into it. Well, we could it. do that it's for the just, podcast preceding. Yeah. Good call. Okay. That's true. Well, we're, we're actually going to have, well, uh, one of these podcasts coming up, we will have the tellers on. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, cool. Wonderful. You know, to, okay. uh, to talk to them. So I'm sure we'll get into it then. Hopefully well. they'll tell us stuff. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I see Thank what you. you did there. <laughs> and no one approves of it. <laughs> uh, also, if, if you're an iPhone user. Uh, I am. I am. Well, Me too. You we should, all, most of us are. I'm Android only. I, I, I am too. So so you you and me, Desiree, have to wait. But uh, TuneFly is uh, a really cool music app to connect uh, musicians and music lovers uh, that's developed right here in northeastern Pennsylvania. It's oh, something brand new. I'm always looking for great music apps. And, and th- this this one is is really neat. And they're, it's it's obviously, it, this is 1.0. Like, they just launched this. So it's it's still relatively new. But all the features that they really want to uh, do with this thing are, are really impressive. So uh, obviously, I can't With download Tune it myself Fly? and try it. But uh, yeah, it's called TuneFly. Um, Boom! All right, Samuel O'Connell. So you you let me know uh, what you think of it. We'll talk about it maybe next time. Okay. So uh, and also uh, Electric City Escape, which is uh, one of those escape rooms, uh, is now. You ever you ever see those escape rooms? I saw one on Sounds Conan. Totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have to like figure out clues and stuff to yep, get out. Yeah. Conan did one uh, a couple weeks ago that was hysterical <laughs> with Jordan Schlansky. Anything Conan does is just hysterical. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So I'm I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to to that opening. That's uh, it's on June third. Uh, so it's coming up this first Friday. Uh, they're going to launch that, and uh, you know check check their website and everything for you know their business hours and stuff like that. But uh, could could be you know it's a it's a fun date night. It's a cool uh, night to uh, to bond with your friends or uh, to totally freak somebody out and give them panic attacks. I mean whatever whatever you want to do. That's just that's just a Thursday for me. <laughs> You do that right here. You don't even need to go there. Yeah, I just all of a sudden I just like the walls close in and I'm like, someone get me something. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but get it for me. We're not going to be allowed to escape this room, are we, no, Mark? No. no. That's why. That's why I put my chair closest to the door. You <laughs> bastard. I know. All right. So you want to? Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So uh, let's first talk about uh, the, the, they they made these cuts uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're, we're talking 200 people uh, packed the room to tell the uh, Wilkes-Barre School Board that they don't want these cuts to happen. And uh, one out of out of the uh, the the entire group of them voted against the cuts. Everybody else just voted for it and more or less ignored everybody. Wow. So this was a couple of weeks ago. This- like I, I like all I know is like the protest happened, and then I I actually posted the video of you guys. Um, with the hashtag artist standing with Coughlin, I believe was my hashtag. There are three high schools. How dare you discriminate? I don't know. Um, cause they wouldn't all fit. Um, <laughs> but that was, That's that a was, long hashtag. that was the first I heard of it. And, and the, right before everybody got here, the three of us were discussing like what happened. So from you're, you're more on the inside looking out or more on the outside looking in what, what, what happened? Cause WILK picked you up. NEP picked you up. Well, like what, like the chronology of it in as simple as form as possible. Um, well, 37 teachers lost their jobs, were laid but off. What was, but what was the thing leading up to it? 
So in other words, they like there was a, a meeting. We're twenty eight million dollars under budgeted. Wilkes-Barre area is. Oh my god. So. So you have a budget. What? What's it? The state doesn't have the money to fund the things we need, like art, consumer science, music, libraries, which are really important. Mm-hmm. Where would you be without books? I, I, the Kindle. I, mean, I, only, I only read about fifteen. <laughs> They're not. They can't afford Kindles. Yeah. Let's get real. So. Well, we are in a low-income area, so. Sure. I mean, I would have never played any instruments if I didn't go to school and my art teacher let me use hers or teach me or, I mean, my music teacher. <laughs> so, so what happened was, is that the board got together. Yeah. How long, how long ago? Um, Monday, the 23rd. Get, here, get closer. Oh. Like real close. Monday, the 23rd was the day of the district board having the meeting at GAR Memorial. And then. The Wednesday after was the protest. Okay. Keep going. And then the protests, we, I got, I called the news station. I emailed KRZ. I wanted to get as many people for it as possible. I think it was really funny because while you were putting that together, I was putting something together and they were like, yeah, let's just combine them. So I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Great, great we call. Up, we actually ended up meeting each other. At <laughs> so, the protest. Yeah. So it was, it was amazing. I feel like that first protest Wednesday really mm. like set us off for a good jump start against everything the board's trying to do. Mm. And not only like it brought so many people together and I really think it made a difference. Like it did make other people realize that they matter, like art matters, music matters, books matter. I, I think so, too. I mean, I, I used to cover uh, a lot of government meetings uh, when, when I was a print reporter. And uh, 99% of the time, the only time that the media really paid attention uh, was when you know a bunch of people got together and protested something or stormed the group and you know just kept everybody there for hours and hours on end hearing what they had to say. Uh, it's the only r- way that people really, really pay attention because most of those meetings, I think they get away with so much uh, be- because you know nobody cares to show up to them. No one cares to pay attention until true. it's too late. You know, until they're voting on well, something that really matters. I think the decision was made before they voted on Monday oh, night. definitely. Sure. And they just wanted to put something together for the community to act like they really cared, but yeah. I don't think they cared. But does the community, and maybe you can answer this, and I don't, I think that I'm wrong in saying this, but the community really doesn't have a say. Not at um, all. As far as like democratic it, process. It, it depends on your perspective. Okay, uh, just, you made me think of a great anecdote. We had layoffs at Riverside where I teach, uh, I'm going to say about five years ago. It happened to be the same exact week that they were appointing a new head coach to the football team. So a bunch of teachers showed up, you know, we were obviously worried, like what's going to happen, you know, any kind of layoffs are going to strain the buildings, kids are not going to have programs, on and on and on. The first thing on the agenda was the football coach. And after that was decided, half of the community left. Are you Um, shitting me? They left. And then the layoffs happened. So, you know, what you're saying about community involvement, number one, is extraordinarily important. I feel like if there's enough voices, you can make a difference. Yeah. and, and, And that message that any board would get when most people leave after the football coach is appointed tells you that that's the priority of the community. So the pressure decreases. So in terms of the power of the individual or the group over the board, that's absolutely true. If there's one thing a politician does not like at all, it's an aggravated group because it cuts... attention. Exactly. It cuts into their 
I don't want to say it cuts Plans. into their political base, but their, their their perception, their public perception matters. And no one would ever cynically admit that that's true, but I ran for school board twice. I've dealt with a lot of these people and it's for them, it's part practical concern. I have to look good. I'm a politician. I want to get elected. I have to look good. Yeah. And when 200 people show up to a board meeting, you know, even though it was eight to one and even though it, it was definitely discussed beforehand and decided beforehand, all of them have to think, when was the last time 200 people showed up to a school board meeting? Exactly. So don't ever feel, um, don't ever feel like what you did didn't work. Cause even though it got shot down, you definitely made an impression on them because you know what? You guys are going to graduate and you're going to vote. And 200 young people, I mean, at Riverside elections are de- determined by 15 votes. I don't know what the, the, the spread of vote share in wilkes like the is. local elections. Yeah. Local elections. It doesn't take many votes to flip an election. Um, you know, I, I can't remember. I ran for school board a couple of years ago. There was 16 people in the race. I might have had 2,500 votes. And the the the, the, fir- the the last place winner might have had 2,800. So 300 votes is not much. You Between the three high schools in Wilkes-Barre, you graduate more than 300 people in a year. Those 300 votes of those kids, and I'm sure 18-year-olds who are seniors, they can certainly vote. I mean, that can become a threat to a political establishment if you really want to change things. And that's a, and that's that's why, you know, I was so proud of, you know, everything that I saw on Facebook, all of the videos. Like, you guys, they're going to think twice. And as long as you stay active, they're going to think three times. And so, times. so, Definitely. so, there was a vote, what? Not this previous Monday, but the Monday before? Yeah. Yes. All right, so the vote happens, right? You find out about it. Yes. And then what... What happens between then and like I, you guys getting all this press coverage? I didn't personally, I wasn't personally at the meeting, but I'm related to the one school board director that voted no, the only one. And so, Did, have you spoken to him about oh, that? Oh, yeah, I speak to him all the and time. What was, and what was his reasoning for voting no, if, if you don't mind? He thinks sharing. the same things that we think that it's not right. And he's just not going to go with what everybody else says because it looks right. He's going to go with what his heart thinks. And Good for him. So he has he has character. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Pretty much. He doesn't have he doesn't care what anybody thinks. And I just think that's how everybody should be. You shouldn't Do say something. Right. Yeah. So So the I the vote happens, you find out about it. The next morning in school, we were all really flustered about it. And so But you're a senior, so like yeah. this doesn't affect you next year, does it? No, but I feel like I I have a lot of younger nieces and nephews and I know a lot of young people and I just don't want the next generation and not have art or music or anything like you need that. I feel like I'm, I wouldn't be where I am today without it. So how did, how did like the grassroots organizing of all this happen? Like, well, did was like, so what, like internally, like I, I want to know what it's like from the student's perspective where it's like, well, was there was, talks about like, Oh, we're going to get in trouble or that. Oh, or I, I didn't like, even talk about that. I didn't care about that. But did anybody else or a couple people, like there were people that didn't, say that they wanted to be along at the protest. But once they saw the 20 people outside, that's when we got the people coming into school and they were walking out of the school and joining us. And and you guys were there all day. followed the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, until 2.30 in the afternoon. I actually, eight the o'clock day in the morning. before we had the meeting, like uh, they posted, um, the news posted something about Dr. Uh, one of the board members talking about how we're going to start the meeting tomorrow. So I so 
immediately got on social media. I was posting on Snapchat, letting like the students and like current students I still have on social media aware of what was going on in the community, trying to get them all out to the meeting on Monday. So I was broadcasting from then and then we had the meeting, they made their decision and then we both started with the protesting getting pe- the people together our now, point was like trying to put the publicity out there to get more people involved now f- now full disclosure you are one year graduated yes and you are um going to school for your major is that you want secondary education do you, are you gonna have a minor or yes it's gonna be music education okay interesting yeah there we go all right so then did, like did you send out like a group text or was it like well, an email or a facebook group or post instagram twitter hashtags all the students i hung up flyers all over school my principal went and ripped them down oh man so what so what <laughs> so what protest. I love wow. so so besides that like what reactions were you getting from like social media got, or text messages or messages phone calls uh tweets hash people tagging me asking about who's organizing what time we're supposed to be there and as we started the protest the next day, more and more people decided to show up as they see it, as they saw it was active with me and Desiree. And then we made sure we posted it on social media that morning of. So as it got later in the day, more people just started showing up. Now, then, now, did you have people who were like messaging you back like you guys are out of your mind? Why would you do this? Oh, I had someone tell me that they'd someone messaged me on Twitter and said, I think I'll go for breakfast to Denny's for some scrambled eggs instead of going to that BS. And I was like... Okay. Right. Well, you're out. Really funny because I'm like, a cook and a server at Denny's in Wilkesbury. <laughs> so like, yeah. Are you gonna be there? No, I'm gonna be at the protest. I'm not gonna serve you while you uh, honestly just disrespect my. So place. so so when you guys so when you guys show up, right? So school when starts. When I showed when? up, there was five about five or six people outside of my school. It was my school, and then I kind of just stood out there with my sign, and then more people came. And What'd your sign say? Art matters. When did it have glitter? It did have glitter. <laughs> okay, Thanks good. Amen. Good. Amen. good. When I showed up, there was about 20, and um, I guess my old high school principal was there, and along with other So wait, your kids. old high school principal was with you? She was there. She was- she, Like I observing or participating? Observing. So we showed up. I had my big old sign. It was like, it was lime green. It said, kids cuts consequences. That was the slogan the teachers decided to promote at the meeting on Monday. Right. And- Yesterday's protest, I created a new sign. It's actually posted on the Wilkesbury area Save the Arts program. It was like a cartoon hand with like a pill bottle, and it's like our daily doses. So you see like paintbrushes and instruments and books falling out of this pill bottle. So I'm like I I'm an obviously a participant in the arts. So I love to make signs and messages that relate to the kids but also send a stronger message to the adults that obviously don't seem to be understanding hmm. so now is that now is that the adults of of like are you talking adults like parents or are you talking adults like in the administration or parents administration younger parents anyone who's not completely understanding the idea and the purpose of what's going on right now all right so throughout the day you guys are standing outside yeah right it was hot. Is, is anybody so? But what time? So what time That's did the sun? So what time did this protest start? Eight a.m. I was there by seven fifteen ish. So let me get. The, so wait, let me get this. So how? So you're seventeen. Yeah. And you're nineteen. Yes. And you guys were out of bed 
before 7.30 I was out of bed at 5.30 I, in the morning making hot dogs. I was at work. Wow. I work overnights at Denny's, so I work 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, my so, God. So, wait, you, you work 9 to, to 6? Yeah. Good and then you, you went and protested. I got up, made my poster, got dressed, and, like, got some of my girls from GAR Memorial, and we headed down there that uh, This is pretty impressive. I so rolled now, out of bed and put my hair in, like, a bird's nest, and I just went. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be on And then seven TV. sparrows just, just hung around it. Um, True. So, like, so what, like, what happened, like, during the day? Um, well, like, the is there any things that like stand out, out or yeah, the like where people driving by honking? Yes, yeah, all definitely. the time. And we marched actually from Coughlin to the district building, which I would say is two miles, maybe a mile. About. And a half. I mean, like before that, we had like actually, who was it? The um, what is? I don't even know what his position is, but he came out as. A few of us were still there. Like maybe I'd say there was about forty of us there just getting started. Yeah. Prev. I was about to Dr. Prev wasn't there. It was um some other administrator. And he came out, he told us that, oh, you have to get in school before eight twenty or you'll be marked illegally absent. So a lot of That was Namie. That was Namie. There you go. So a lot of us stayed outside and then, then we decided to move. We went across the street because we couldn't stay on school property any longer. And then it was great because we saw actually like some kids leave Coughlin's building to come out and protest this with us. That My was, art like, teacher was giving me a thumbs up through <laughs> the window. <laughs> we were trying to promote, you know, trying to get more of the kids out there. So while we were out there protesting all day, we were chanting. We had music playing, singing songs, different chants to go. And then I had received some messages from Facebook. And some people asking us if we were going to march down to the district building. So, so I we were like, why not? Of people and they totally agreed. So we marched for a few more hours and then we were there. Now, did now did you get any vitriol from the community or was it all supportive? <laughs> um, I received all supportive like word from the community. All I've only had like maybe one person actually disagree with the whole situation. That's physically messaged me. And so when you get down to the, the, the administration building, there were people, they knew that we were coming. There were so people the waiting for everything us. down there. People, they yeah. had the cops. They what they do you cops? think is going to happen? They didn't think we were going to be peaceful, which we were peaceful. We didn't curse at all. Yeah. We didn't, uh, it was great. We, like, uh, we respected. So the wait, let me get this straight. You acted like adults. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They were afraid. They're we afraid tried, of that. at least. <laughs> Even when we had the kids leave to start marching down, me and a few of the other girls stayed back at Coughlin to make sure everything was cleaned up. Everything was back we, in order. We cleaned up and every we, water bottle, all the garbage. You guys are really doing it right. That's that's a that's awesome. That's so not now, no, that's not even normal for no. Protests. Usually it's just like ah, we're gonna be dicks it's, today. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool. You guys really did it right. But that's that wasn't awesome. the message we were trying to send. Sure. We were trying to keep it completely clean and peaceful. Even though we, I, more, I feel like some of the students felt like they needed to be more, have, have like a outburst, you know what I'm saying? Like of that disrespect that most young people like to promote to get their, th their message across. Like a Trump rally. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're damn right. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, we weren't trying. We were just trying to keep it peaceful that day, keep it clean. We didn't want any of the students to get in trouble until we were notified that some of the administration were trying to restrict scholarships and kids from oh my walking God. across the So state. wait, no, wait, so wait, no, wait. So That's wait disgusting. a second. So so there so while you're protesting, this is so this is what you're telling me, and I don't know if I don't know if this is true. So this is speculation that you heard? Yes. So you heard that in the midst of your protests, like people were trying to punish you in other ways. Actually, this was after the protest. Some of my girls from the former high schools contacted Graduates. me. No. Okay. Students, st seniors. from Current seniors. Yes. Okay. They were threatened that they couldn't walk across the stage and that some of their scholarships that involved them staying out of trouble would be restricted from them at graduation. So, and also 
parents had wrote letters for their students to be excused for that day to participate in the protest. And a lot of them had contacted the school board about that because they had a physical note. It's not an excuse. And they were really upset because they didn't hear anything back because that's now marked on their record. So I have an, I have an interesting question for you, Tom. Um, do, do children have rights? Well, anybody under 18 should be, is considered a child in the law's eyes. Yeah. They, they, so they're within their rights to do stuff like that. Which, but does the but first amendment totally not apply? It, you know, it's it's like you have free speech, but it, you have to accept the consequence if you do it the wrong way. Like, like that's I can give detentions. So yeah, you could tell me to f myself, <laughs> but you're gonna pay for it, right? And that so that's exactly what's happening there. But it's so appalling because you're basically saying we're gonna do everything we can to discourage free thought, exercise of rights, exactly. and protesting in favor of what you believe. So the message that that sends. From any, you know, from an administration to uh, to a young person who is getting ready to enter the world and be a part of it, yeah, they're trying to tell you that your beliefs don't matter in the face of the establishment. That is so offensive to me as an educator because I part of my job is to teach my students to think. Should that also be offensive to you as an American? Oh yeah, well as a person, I'm yeah. sorry, my bad. As a human, yeah, it sucks. It's <laughs> so, like they're punishing you for speaking your mind. Yeah, which which is the opposite of what you're taught. Exactly. So it, it makes no sense. So you're going to be taught your whole life that it's that we have these rights, and, and that's that, why kids don't speak up half the time because a they lot feel of, like out of fear. Even know their rights. Yeah, and, 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 and we then, try to promote it and put it out there that you can actually do this, and a lot of them are scared because they don't know. They're you know, and it, it taught. You remind I mean, me of. I, I was walking out. I was walking home, like back to my car from the protest, and I got a call from my sister that said, "I just heard from someone that you weren't going to be able to walk across stage." Yeah, that that and that kind of punitive thing terrible. is not right because what you're doing is good, and don't let anyone tell you any different. The arts are absolutely important. None of us in this room would be here without the arts. And it's, you know, you look at, you know, of course, math is important. English is important. And and all of them have, you know, elements of the arts to them. But beyond that, the, the creative outlet that the arts have for students is necessary. You know, especially in, a, in an era when we're spending half the time teaching you guys how to fill in bubbles. Seriously. You need the arts. You need yeah, to be able to- especially to draw a circle. I can't even draw a circle. A beautiful like circle. <laughs> and, and, you if you know, go you, outside of this, it might not go through the scan You need to be able to pick up an instrument and let out some emotion. You know, you need to be able to pick up a paintbrush and let out some emotion and express creativity. But, but, how, how are kids going to do that if they kids in a low-income area can't afford these things? Yeah, and, 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 and that's, that's what school lessons. is for, to provide that stuff for you. And um, it's a shame that they would do anything it's other than compliment it. you for... Your protest, like you deserve praise, not condemnation and punishment. It's nonsense. So I mean, so, well, one, one thing that I, I do, there's one thing I do understand from the perspective of civil disobedience. You know, when you do something like you were supposed to be in school, well, you should just get the normal punishment for not being in school. You shouldn't get a special different punishment. You know, you knew that you were not supposed to be there and you were willing to take that risk as part of your beliefs. So what is... If skipping school is a day is a a day in ISS in school suspension, okay, great. But to add take away scholarships and you're not graduating on stage, I'm sorry, that's extreme, and they're just making up punishments. And actually, that level of inconsistency is, I'm sure, something you could it's fight about and for win. Them to do that too. A yeah, amen to that. Amen. Because so, they have to be consistent. You could probably fight it. 
legally if yeah, they do that actually, to you. Well, I, after I called um, a civil rights union of Pennsylvania somewhere, and he actually called me back. He was you? asking about the situation, Good. and I told him. And I even had some of the students that were at the protest yesterday speak to him about what was going on and what their um, administration was telling them. And we talked earlier about how the one thing politicians hate is groups coming after them. If you saw the ACLU like showing up on the Wilkes-Barre school boards meetings, they would they would not be happy people because it would be a media nightmare, and that's the only way you win is by creating media nightmares because because they, they will actually, decide you're more powerful than they are, and then they will take your side. I actually emailed Ellen. So did I. Awesome, degenerous. Awesome. Yeah, she posted something on her website about it. I heard. Oh I man, see. did she really? I heard from somebody that didn't even know that I. You need to her. milk that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we are run so with hard. it. I mean, so Oprah people. would be cool. Doctor <laughs> Phil actually, might be. No, stay away from Doctor Phil. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oprah cool. and Ellen are good. Is he cool anymore? I don't know if he's cool. Know. He's I never. Was. Stay yeah, actually, away from him, Doctor yeah. Oz, and Judge yeah. Judy. No, in the in the chew. Yeah, stick anybody from with Ellen and Oprah. I think we Those need to be on Jerry Springer. First. No, well, <laughs> that, that, okay. if he shows up to a meeting, it'll be all right. All right, yeah. so, yeah. all right, so you guys make your way down to the admin building, right, yeah. in Wilkesbury. Yeah. So then, you know, you're you're. I, I actually took three steps up the like to the building they stairs, and they pushed me we, down. Yeah, they tried. Who to pushed tell- you? I don't know who it was. Some the, guy in a blue shirt. Some, the officers told us, oh, we can't be in front of the property. Oh, we can't stand on the steps. It's public we, property. I, I don't know that they can actually even say that. Exactly. Yeah, so we well, you're, just you're, marched up there anyway. Your your and your family's tax dollars pay for yeah, that. Exactly. You built it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you made so, it. <laughs> so I saw, I saw the video um, that WILK posted of um, the superintendent coming out. Were you asking for him to come out or oh, did he just um, come out? He just came I think out. we were trying to talk to him. We were I trying mean, to like talk to him, I think. We wanted was... him to hear us, but when he came out, I know that him saying that he heard us and he knows what we're saying and he was an art he was an art teacher for some years. But I feel like he just wanted and then he was like, Go home now, like go back to class, you're gonna I saw have that. Consequences. Yeah. Like, well, he just wanted us like, to shut up. It was like, just disrespect. I felt disrespected personally. I was saying I was pretty much well because right because like, because in essence you're you're an adult. You can you personally can vote and die for your country. Yes. And he came out and told you like pretty much. I can't go back to go back to class. <laughs> oh, go back. Oh, go back to go back to home ec. Well, that's gone. <laughs> go back to wood shop. Well, I can't. <laughs> go back to science class. That's off the table. Go back to study. Hall. You can't even sit in the library anymore, and it's not like we have. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh, did you guys disperse after that, or did no. you stick no, around, we were there or for three I mean, did after? did you did you feel like it was very condescending? Yes. what he said completely. Yeah. And do you and do you feel like he was trying because there was reporters and and you know social there's Facebook Live and all that and do you feel that because that was there he was he was putting on a show he we don't we make, don't know if he's putting on a show but honestly, was that the impression you got I, I personally so. believe so yes yeah. and like he thinks because he claims he was an art teacher for seventeen some years that it makes a difference you obviously don't have he's that up higher passion now. you had before or if you even had it at all you might have just needed a job I don't know but you telling me that doesn't mean anything because you're now, obviously not supporting now the super the superintendent tom is not on the school board so there's this weird quirk of state law so superintendents according to state law are the 10th of nine school board members but they're non-voting so that's a weird statement 
Um, but they're, they definitely serve at the behest of the school board. Their contracts usually range from three to five years. So um, I don't know the ins and outs of the politics. Except for Scranton. <laughs> uh, I think she's three. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, so the, the, the I don't know the ins and outs of Wilkes-Barre, but if you're a superintendent and you want to keep your job, you will not contradict your board. You just won't. You can't. It's not part of the job description, uh, especially in Pennsylvania. You know, we have more school districts than any other state in the union. Hawaii has one. We have 500. Uh, so, and I understand our population is bigger, but still is disproportionate. So the thing that you got to think about when it comes to local politics is all these school districts are super, super small and they run on very tiny but specific political constituencies and board members operate under the assumption that they need to cater to those constituencies which they do if they want to keep their jobs and they as a collective pick the super and the superintendent has to do what they want or that superintendent would lose a job that goes for every district period so it's almost like a board of directors talking to a ceo yeah yeah actually that's a really good comparison okay so Rich, do you have anything before I always monopolize your time? I hate it. <laughs> I wait until you're, okay. you're done and then I'll move in. So after after this all happens, what what were you raging against the machine about? What was cut? What what what's what's the collateral damage for what they decided to do? Okay. So we have the thirty seven teachers being cut. The, Thirty-seven teachers. Let's let's say it what it is. They're off. being fired. Yeah, pretty much. We have the retiring teachers that aren't being replaced. Oh wow! Yeah, there's twelve, I, I believe. Yeah, twelve That's, retiring. That teachers. is devastating. We. Mm-hmm. I mean, thirty-seven is awful. Yeah. Not attrition is awful. So now it's forty-nine. You guys are getting killed. Right. How how are you going to have class? <laughs> As a practical matter, if we lost one teacher in my building, scheduling classes would be non-functional. We we need them. We're already capacity at the, capacity. The teachers at, so that cutting impacted, that. Where are they going to go? Exactly. Study hall. The teachers that impacted me the most, that means the most to me, and that I got the closest with are my art teachers, my music teachers, my yeah. communications teacher, and even teachers like that not being in the building affects the kids and that environment the most. Oh, morale is going to be in the in toilet. In exactly. Everyone's going to walk in and be miserable. Pretty much. Because the, pe- the, the teachers it's that like, they've grown math, to care do about. do science, do this. What's, when's the like, time what, to what relax? What are you going to fill There's these students' even study halls. days with? Yeah. What are they going to do all day? It's a battle enough to, to get them, you know, a, after you spent half of it to get them there. But God but, forbid they take Fizet away. Well, yeah, there's that. But like you spend half, well, you spend half the day taking a Keystone That's my mom's exam. job. <laughs> but think about this it used, let's say you spend half your day filling in bubbles for three weeks straight like the keystone exams and your afternoon class is art you, you might be able to make it through those keystone exams but it's going to be a lot harder without the arts to justify filling in bubbles well creativity is a relief amen it's it's not just a relief it helps you grow as a person and well i mean take that away i, I mean, stayed in my art class all day today in school i was there for three hours painting and it was the most relaxing morning that i've had in a while but, sure. but and, and here's the other thing and, and i think tom can attest to this and probably rich too because you know rich is probably the, one of the smarter guys in the room he just won't claim it is is you know studies have shown silently nodding that's what rich does rich (laughs) no one can hear you nod um but studies have shown even you know 
all the way from from adolescence to even the penal system, if they have art, they're less likely to be violent. They're they're more skilled and adept at practical things such as math or calculus or science, reading. And it's all because of art. And art is and here's the thing. I did I did an ad a couple of years ago that the basically the end tagline was art is everywhere. It's in your furniture, it's in this microphone, it's in this mic stand, it's in the television, it's in your It's in this whole room. This whole room, someone every every facet of it, someone had to think of from nothing and turn into something. Exactly. These rugs, like who made those? Probably an artist. IKEA. <laughs> but an there was artist an artist worked that worked for, for IKEA. IKEA. True. So and, and the other thing and the other thing too is 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 what you know the majority of of people in this world are not gonna end up being English teachers, no offense. No, no, are understand. not gonna end up being biologists, are not gonna end up being, you know, athletes. They're going to be people who are involved in something that that even even in in working with other people, art is very important because it teaches you how to work with a group. It teaches you how to work together to reach a common goal creatively Um, because that's what it is. Managing people is like, okay, it's like the chess game. It's like, all right, well, if we do this, then that happens. Creative thinking matters. Creative thinking. And And that's why it's called creative thinking. Amen. And the thing is, when you are out in the world, who's the person you want to work with? The person who spent their whole high school career learning how to fill in bubbles and got really good at it or the person who's creative? That's the thing. The the social aspect of the arts is integral to our society. Exactly. You know, you they think, care so much about the scores that we're getting on the keystones. And and as a teacher, oh my God, I don't want to be dealing with that. Yeah. I want to teach Gatsby. You know, I want to teach Kurt Vonnegut. I don't want to teach Bubbles. And, uh, you know, I'm going to butcher this quote, but John Adams, founding father, said something to the effect of, I study politics and war so my children can study engineering and science so that my grandchildren can study the arts. And that's a founding father. I mean, that's like a principle. Like our country has thrived in the realm of the arts, and but they're always the first to go. It, it, it makes in, no in, sense. For some reason in the education system, they're always the first. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in our National Endowment of the Arts is one of the lowest, is, is excuse, me, excuse me, the lowest in the industrialized world. It's actually pathetic how much our government gives to the arts. I feel like they didn't give us enough time to plan things out, try to do fundraisers. They didn't try anything. Even they didn't that, they didn't have they a just plan. cut it. Yeah, that's they the just other thing. Jumped right in. Why why not um why not go to the public and say, look, we're having a budget crisis. Let's get creative. What can we do? I want to have a fundraiser. I want to organize a fundraiser. People donate their old books, their art, have bake things for bake sales, home ec. Yeah. And but just that, sell so you, it all and make money. So Coming from a business perspective, and this is where I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I think you have to look at Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC, and hopefully somewhere in there is the truth. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's never. We're close. <laughs> it's closer not, than just Fox not, News. None of the above. <laughs> it's it's drumpf. Um, so now here, what it what it boils down to now, it's 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 sheer economics, right? Most economists you talk to have backgrounds in art, ironically. I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah. Just so they can, you know. Think. Seems yeah. Diverse. So they can so they can creative, pr- creatively problem sure. solve, th- look at things differently just to, you know, get to the better answer. Um, so the the school district has, um, and not only that, there's, there's, there's budget cuts that the state is not giving now. There's, there's, there's 
revenue and finances that the state isn't giving to school districts. This year, they're actually, uh, Wilkes-Barre especially, will get a decent increase. They changed the funding formula to give poorer districts more money. That is a thing. I don't think most people in Wilkes-Barre know that. I, I, well, I don't think most districts actually are aware of what it will be, but it will be better for poor districts. That's that's, that's something. And how I just, about... I just spoke to an officer the other day, one of Wilkes-Barre's common officers. He came in the Denny's and we were talking about the whole situation and he was talking about how like, um, like rooms and closets and like Hanover and all places, buildings we don't even use anymore are stocked with brand new like material that we d- we just spend the budget's money so the government will give us the more. Old- yeah, inventory well, is that's problem. Another, well, that's another scary... So I'm going to use a film analogy um i'm sure you guys watch tv shows um i used to work in la my buddy was one of the production coordinators for the art department ironically each season of every show you have a budget right and they have to spend their budget at the end of the year if they don't if they spend less than their budget surplus it gets cut next the year. next year you get what the underspending was. You don't get the budget that you had for season five if you spend half the money that you were allocating. That's where that comes in. That's why they have to like buy crap that they don't need. Part of it, uh, Scranton had this exact issue when I, and I found out about it when I ran for school board just because uh, the, the way that they're, they're structured, that the district is structured, you don't really know what's going on when you have that many buildings. So Scranton has maybe 13 elementary schools or whatever. Um, not... There's, there was no inventory coordinators or, or director of purchasing. So nobody so, knew where shit was? No. And oh, actually, to this day, in the Scranton School District, all purchasing is done individually by building, which is nonsense. What? Because the your, your ability to purchase at a discount involves your overall purchasing power. If you do, The wholesale. If, yes. Right. So if you, as a, when I campaigned, I said, like, why aren't we buying paper for printers as a okay. district instead of at the building level? which was nonsense. And as a result, you'd have one building that had more paper than the entirety of Northeastern Pennsylvania could use. And to this day, my wife has to bring in her own computer paper at Westside because there's a limited amount. And so she has to make her own, like, you know, it it should, but should it be like that? No. Why is it like that? Just negligence or unawareness or a combination i mean is it ignorance is it is it I just think yeah. stupidity no, is it thinking these things no through. that's they're probably just, well closer you, to it well, do you know, what, do you know why they're not it's not on their radar because it's common sense <laughs> that too <laughs> like, you know just, it's I rational understand. like do you not really consider these things you're about to do even See, but, a situation like that why would you not purchase these things as a group district just, and it would save money all across the board now would it would it saves the day in a budget crisis? No. no but, but you know what? Still. Over time, that adds up. It's a, it's a simple fix. And that's why- Well, my uh, father says, watch your pennies and your dollars follow. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I dealt with, a, with my district, with Scranton, and just being involved in the union and dealing with all districts. I guarantee you, there is something they're missing. Because- you know, when the times are good, like when Brendel was the governor, education dollars flowed, and then Corbett came in and cut them like crazy. During that time period, they got used to having money and not worrying about anything. And when you don't have to worry about money, you spend in a way that might be more silly than you would normally. We all do it. We get an extra paycheck. 
we waste it and probably should have saved it for a rainy day. Yeah, exactly. And that's human nature. Buying all Star Wars memorabilia that you don't need. Which I, my wife hates that I do (laughs) that, but I do it. Right. Um, And and then when, you know, the water heater breaks, which happened two days ago, I bought it. I spent it on Star Wars gear. I'm sorry, dear. But... uh, That that is so close to the truth. My prom it's not thing was here with Star Wars. Yeah, well, see, this is how I knew we would get along. Yeah, yeah. amen um, to that. We're all our, Star our Wars. Our centerpiece was light up lightsabers. It was awesome. Well, that's we what had... they're supposed to do. I yeah, want to buy. I, I want to buy a Sith robe on Chewbacca Etsy, but it's two hundred bucks. My wife said no. Well, let's and split my it. wife said no. <laughs> so, all right. So, so you guys, um, I think very courageously did what you did, but let's talk about. The fallout from that. What are the, what are the repercussions? So when they said, "Hey, we're, we have a um, we're, we're 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 coming up twenty eight million short." So here's what we have to get rid of, right? I don't think we're not getting we're not getting get we're not getting rid of. Apparently, do school boards get salaries? Uh, it depends. They can actually vote themselves stipends, and so Scranton zero across the board. Right. Uh, Riverside used to have stipends, but this current board got rid of them. Other boards, I'm not sure. But Apparently, they, they, they can pay themselves if they so choose. Does Wilk does, in as as far as your knowledge goes, does Wilkesbury the board get money? The board members. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because you said so. something. You said something earlier about a, a I know pay increase. Some someone that is on the board got a ten thousand dollar pay increase. Last yeah. year, it, it it could very well be legally. It could be a stipend, like the president. So gets we have enough money to give to all these set. raises, but we don't yeah. have enough money to even fund an after-school activity or two days a week for students. Yeah, the they didn't have to cut it completely. That's my sure. problem. They could have took so many other routes. And- yeah, in in a district with as many buildings as yours, they're going to have a lot of administrators, and uh, administrators are they negotiate separately than than teachers do. So you they're able to give say raises or bonuses to administrators and there are no consequences um or or at least in terms at least it's easier whereas with your when you're negotiating with a union you're dealing with a much larger population with a, a more diverse set of interests and it's also a back and forth administrators serve at the whim of the board so whereas teachers have like the protection of their their union so there's there's so many weird ins and outs but like i said earlier there's always money to be saved like transportation budgets, Scranton, to their credit, agreed. <laughs> well, th- okay, so they they're awful with the non bidding out of their contract. But one thing that they did a couple years ago that was so smart was they cut in it in their entirety busing to the high schools, and then they made a deal with the Colts with Colts busing to create bus routes that would take kids to the high schools. That is, and then they pay for those bus passes. That is brilliant. That saves a fortune. We do that. At yeah, it Wilkes makes perfect sense. We get bus passes. So you're already doing it. I took town buses to school. Yeah, and, all, uh, my whole until senior year when I got a car. But yeah, town yeah, buses. And that you saves show money. them your little blue card, and you'd be good. And and then you could, so so if they do it in just the high schools, maybe to save money, and it because it's big money. Transit is huge money. So maybe include seventh and eighth grade on that. You know, get the middle schools involved. The buses are cleaner than regular school buses. I like it better, yeah, personally, because well, they're public. It's and not only that. Now you're also supporting public transit, and, the, and that's community. It's, it's all, community it's all based. Cycle. You have to contribute. Makes perfect sense. Part. It's yeah, because so- because I think there's a big misconception. It's not they're not New York City buses from 1984. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that mentality. Yeah, it's where not, it's it, like oh, somebody pooed. 
over at seat four. I mean, sometimes they'll be a little crusty. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll be stuck yeah, on yeah, the seat. You just need I, to brush it off but and I'm, put a paper down. You but I'm also there. sure if you get in one of your friend's cars, you're like, that's a little crusty too. I mean, I mean mine might be. I don't know how she felt when so, she got in, but so let's <laughs> oh, let's fun. let's go through let's go through the laundry list as far as you know about what is now gone. What classes are gone? What art? Um, consumer Family science, home ec. Now what's consu- now what's consumer science? Cooking. You cooking. Uh, you like half of the year you get. I know a couple of weeks you get a baby to take care of. It'll cry in the middle. Oh, of the it's night. a fake baby. Yeah, fake baby. <laughs> okay, not a real human like being that we're tossing day, around. Every day, necessity need to know things: sewing, cooking, uh, making pillows, care. right? Being uh, a human. Yeah, in my t- I, I have a technology class. It's actually called visual communications. We can make posters, stickers, T-shirts. Um, you can. It taught us how to use Excel, Word. All that practical great skills, stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, like st- stuff that I think skills. that I would need. So when you say art, what what specific art things are gone? Um, pretty much the art programs. The we entire like art program. Art. The entire. Like, no more art. Now this is now is this district wide? Yeah. Yes. There's not going to be any more painting. There's not going to be any more crayons. Unless no more Photoshop, no more photography, no, no, no more, more no more film. macaroni necklaces, <laughs> no more like. Any of that? It's sad. So now no they got libraries. Rid- libraries nope. are my so they so they concern. cut the libraries out of everywhere. I'm pretty sure. That's no okay. So books. did they cut? Now, well, they're not okay, going to so like, fund books anymore. Like they're not going to go out and buy new books. I guess like the books that they have, they'll be able to still like let the children use. And there there probably won't be they don't librarians that are managing. Them. The library. Yeah. So essentially, it's a big room of books. So now it's the breakfast it club. Yeah. 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 And there's exactly. <laughs> so just make sure we don't give Emilio any weed. Oh <laughs> I don't know why he danced like that, that but it is, so is what it is. Funny. Yeah. You know, so, R- Riverside's down to one librarian for the entire school district. And for the district. For the entire district. And so what, what, what happened when that happened? I went, I, you know, I figured I'd research it and I talked to the librarian, you know, great woman. And she and I, we, we were doing research and it's very clear. Schools that don't have full-time librarians see immediate decreases in test scores on reading. So they're going to... Where would I be with... I wouldn't even do a research paper if it wasn't for my library. Oh, yeah. You need your library to do this kind of thing. Yeah. So... He how taught do you me how, how, how did you do a work cited? I didn't know. He taught me. That, and that was that was previously, years ago, before this happened at Riverside, that, that was how it worked for us. So you're but not like, going to get taught the Dewey Decimal System. You're not going to get taught... You, you, yeah, you you lose out on those skills uh, so, because they're trained in that. Librarians are trained in how to research. I'm an English teacher. I know how to research, but I'm not trained the way a librarian is trained. That is their job. So if I don't have full-time access to a librarian, I have a problem as an English teacher because my students aren't going to be able to do as well. Now, again, I obviously I'm competent, but I will tell you I'm not as competent and as a librarian. The- they're going to be glued to their phone. Children is going. To, children are going to be glued to their phones. And Google. That, that's the thing too. Is you know people think research today is you know googling it exactly. and then copying and pasting off of Wikipedia. You're, you're so you right. You're not and going to make so it through college. It's if you not going to work. The a- amount of times I've seen people I'm pull out their you. phone during a test and pull up Quizlet or Google or whatever and Ooh, Quizlet. Search. Quizlet. <laughs> it has all the answers to every test ever. But. <laughs> 
That's good to know. It is. <laughs> We're gonna act like we didn't share that. Yeah, but uh, do you realize how hard it at was? Least I know about. Yeah, but it. yeah, but see, the thing is, is like, do you realize? Like, I graduated in 1998. You didn't have that. Do you realize how hard it is to write really small on your hand to cheat or or taping something to the inside of your water bottle? Yeah, and now and now it's just like, oh, your phone's there. But so moving on. What so there's there's trades that got cut like wood shop yeah. like so that got cut yeah so what what was all there was that like auto mechanics was that like we don't have stuff like that that's like In gar we did so like it's uh, I was I took a good semester of the class because once you get into I believe seventh and eighth grade you're required to have each part of these as part of your curriculum so you part of the semester you have a home act part of you have wood shop then you have visual arts so it's you all get a chance you learn a little bit of everything yeah so with the wood shop you have like um we did have you guys ever heard of a z-mail that's what they start us off with when we have that class in like seventh eighth grade they're like these little screwdriver machines that you program to write whatever you want to say on it so they're like this big the little tiny plastic squares i know so we start with that and then if you continue to pursue that class you go into creating like lamps and like uh, those solar powered cars that people help create. His program involves that. Wow, that's awesome! And, like if I never, I want to do class, that. So is that gone? Yeah, it is. Dear God. Okay, so do you want to interject? <laughs> I was going to say. Meanwhile, you know, uh, uh, sports is just so important because you know that's that, what I wanted to get into. That, you know, I think I think sports they they the focus there is there might be extra money involved. You know, we can get we can sell as you know sports merchandise and finals. things like that. Exactly, that's and that's, that's actually break even at best. Um, yeah, and, and just and just from looking at it, I, I wish I think that that the conception is that they're so important. But right, you're right. I, I think, wish I think art they break even if if not treated. lose money. I wish art festivals were treated as highly as the Friday night football games are. I, sure, and I, and I and I and I have a couple of opinions on this because <laughs> I always have opinions on things. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. Um, Just to be a creep, um, which I'm good at. I'm happy you're here because I'm not allowed within 300 yards of your playground. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out good. He's um, joking, by the way. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah, no, no. That's that, I love children. We can Google uh, it. <laughs> too um, much, maybe. So the interesting thing is, like, I always had a, I always had a problem with um, the attention paid to sports. Um, I don't know how why it goes back so far, but if you look at like basketball, track and field, softball, baseball, football, it, they're very communal things to do. Art is very subjective. Um, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure and vice versa. Um, so when I look at sports, I look at it as, you know, the, the boosters, the, the, uh, the admission fees, the the concessions, the, you know, all that stuff, but they build into their budget to support their sports teams. The better the sports team does, the bigger the budget they have, you know, whatever. A lot of people, you know, I had this argument with Jer on Facebook where he thinks that like, you know, any coach of a high school team is just hired to coach and that's all they do. That's not the truth. Most of them are either teachers or have other jobs and then coach as a supplemental income. Mm. My mom's the softball teacher at West Intermediate. When I asked her how much he's getting paid for the season, it's pitiful. Oh, sure. Yeah. She does it because for the love of the game, man, she likes all those kids. She wants to be a part of them. 
whatever. So Which that's great. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't want to denigrate sports to the point where it's you know it's like know. this is this evil thing. It's not. There's some even, people even, are good at sports. Some people are good at music. So I went and looked up statistics. Ooh. And and because as soon as you guys. I, I saw you on on Facebook and 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 like I said, I support you one hundred and ten percent. Unfortunately, I think well, we'll leave, we'll leave that to the end. So this is just basketball statistic. This is just national basketball statistics. The percentage of high school basketball players that go to college to play basketball two point nine percent. The percentage of college students. Um, that go pro is 1.3%. The percentage of high school students that end up being in professional basketball, three-tenths of 1%, or three-hundredths. So it's 0.003%. So now we're, we're, we're neglecting the education. I mean, you guys go to school. How many times does does one of the sports players get by on something academically because they have to play? Always. And you're familiar with it. Everyone on the surface will deny that that's what it is, but you know very well that, like, you know, if Tim isn't or doing good, you don't grades, have to participate in gym class if you do a sport that season. They yeah. could just sit on the side exactly. while. Honestly, I'm an athlete. I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I've participate in every group of these successfully while I was in high school. I played and four it, different happened sports. To me. Oh, I, I sucked at chemistry one year. All right, so do this real quick and then you can go to the game. Like, you know, it oh, happens. Man. Now, sure. now going back to those statistics of the percentage of high school student basketball players that make it professionally is 0.03. I have to believe that the number is higher for somebody to graduate and go to an, a creative industry. Oh, sure. Any kind of a creative industry. So that, that spread so far. Like you can do so many different things with being I creative. mean, just in the things that got cut, I mean, those are the an, things that, that children, when they get out of school, will flourish in. Who invented silly bands are the most creative people in the world? They're billionaires now. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a silly band. Silly I was bands. in a silly band I in the early 2000s. Like, no, they're like little rubber bands that are shaped like animals. Oh, I've seen like those. Yeah, I have yeah. one shaped like and, a bunch of different things. And and, and 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 furthermore, like my my concern is this is that, you know, I I and you know, maybe I mean, you went to Westside, I went to Abington. I went I went to Scranton Public Schools before I went to Abington Public School. Yeah. Um you're in a public school where it seems very strange that we're just tighten the right side. The the other button, right right there. So make sure it doesn't like end up in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> so then I wanna <laughs> um we're this is just me on the outside looking in. I don't think we're we're preparing any student that graduates high school for the world. No, not at, not all. at all. There's there's so I didn't I did taxes on my own this year and not one teacher showed me how to do that. I went on TurboTax and I was like, what is this? But but <laughs> but but my, my my greater my my greater point is is, you know, when it you know, sex education, um, you know, civics, stuff like that, like how to work with teams, how to like it's basically like Th- that's why when most people, you know, the moment they're done with how high school. How do I apply for a loan? Like, how do you do that? How do you apply for a job? That's that consumer science you know, need, that they're cutting. What's that's a resume? Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's and that's where it's gotten. You're not being taught. You're being taught to the test. You're not being taught to the life. 
Exactly. And that's the thing that really bothers me. So if they're if if they're they keeping weren't. they're keeping English and math and basically cutting everything else. They care else. more about teaching us to the chemistry test. molecules M plus Y equals B. Trust me, whoever gets involved in that is a much lower number than the percentage of high school kids who go to play professional <laughs> sports. The one who's like, I'm a rocket scientist. I wish. You're, you're, I think you're a smaller number. You know, oddly enough, uh, just thinking, I know way more people who have become engineers than I do professional athletes. But engineers, that's an art. Yep. Well, oh yes. Again, if you're gonna, it, well, all science and I it's mean, math. Listen, Einstein, the way he figured out the theory of relativity was because he pictured Flew himself running. No, he no, he pictured himself running next to a beam of light, and that was the impetus for him figuring out e equals mc squared. He visualized it artistically. And, you know, when you hear guys like Stephen Hawking talking about the nature of the creation of the universe or black holes, they don't talk about it like scientists. They talk about it like poets and artists. And so people who are in the sciences, if especially if they want to make a connection. Neil deGrasse. Yeah, listen to like does he does he does he talk like your typical nerdy boring scientist? No, he's passion. He's passionate. He's poetic. And and that's the thing. You know, why what's the point of knowing the atomic nature of this couch that I'm sitting on? I mean, you know, I could know it, but you know, if I'm going to frame it for you in a way that's going to be valuable, I have to, I, I certainly have to look at it more than just some sort of superficial piece of knowledge. And that's what happens when testing becomes more important than the reason for knowing things. Because when you, when, you know, how many of you crammed for a test before you took it? Like I, I got, I'm lucky. I, and I would, I feel bad for my colleagues. I teach seniors for the most part. So I'm able to get away from standardized testing. I'm beyond it. So I, thankfully, I, I would. I think I would probably have quit the profession if it's I was such a drag. Well, and the thing is, that's the best with that's well, standardized I don't, testing. I don't even, I don't even give multiple <laughs> choice tests. I only give papers because in, in real life, you have time to think before you speak. You know, you you aren't on. You're rarely under a gun to fill in a bubble in real life. In thirty life. seconds. Yeah, they're like you need to do this in this time period. I mean, yeah, we all have deadlines, but most people are able to think, reflect, revise, and move. And so that's how I'm. Again, I'm lucky enough to teach my classes that way. And it's and and just talking to students who've graduated who've taken my classes, they've done better in college because of it because it helps prepare them for what you're going to do in college because you're not going to sit there and fill in bubbles. You're going to be doing blue book exams where you have to be able to write essays. You're going to be doing papers that are five to 10 pages about obscure topics that you're going to become an expert in one day. And those are Mm -hmm. things that are more important if you're going to try to gain knowledge and be a better person. But, But it's not even just like knowing things for the sake of knowing things. It's knowing why those things matter. And you're never going to be able to tell me why knowing the answer was B on the exam was really important to the human race and the, the greater betterment of the community or me as an individual. That's why I would never be able to teach that. Thankfully, I don't have to um, as a senior teacher. But my God, I feel so bad for these kids. They're, they're, they're being pushed in the wrong direction. Education. I mean, I loved reading. I remember being in my biology class, Mr. Gamatoni, who I loved. I, you know, if Was we, he Italian? Possibly. <laughs> he was awesome. But you know what? If I was reading a book outside school that I really liked, I would have it in my front right pocket and he might be lecturing about something that I either knew or wasn't interested in. And I, I would just be, I would read that book, you know, like, cause 
because reading was important to me. The creative process was important to me. And I'm not criticizing his class because he was awesome. I actually took his class as an elective just because he was such a great teacher. Um, but that's the thing. You but, know, but we're not encouraged. Like if a kid did that these days, like you're not filling in the bubble. Let's let's stop. let's let's for one moment, you know, change the direction of the train. Sorry. And let's go for let's go from a teacher's point of view, right? How most teachers get involved in teaching, well, for one of two reasons. One, they want to inspire people. Two, they want their summers off. Those I think two those are the not. I think those are the two teachers. Um there, there there are far less of the summers off group among us right, than you would but, think. But I think that there's that. So there might now, be, but yeah. so for for the you know, my mom God bless my mom. Like she's 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 probably one of the most she's West Side, man. Like you know, she's tough, it's right? The best side. But she's one of the most compassionate oh, she, teachers absolutely. I've she's ever legendary. met. She's legendary. Everyone knows this. You know, she's oh, Timmy doesn't have shorts for gym class. She goes and gets Timmy shorts. Like she That's she nice. goes out of her way. I almost failed gym because I forgot shoes every day. No, she does. And 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 here's the thing: like West Side isn't isn't you know I don't know if as it's long impoverished. As you're there and participating, you shouldn't be getting a zero for gym. I got a zero for gym so many times for not bringing pants. I had my pants in my locker for the entire year. <laughs> Never washed. Had them every day. So Nothing so changed. Lost a lot of friends. Just a little bit of Febreze. We were good. He's still wearing Nobody them today. Nobody stood by um, him in the locker room. I never... I, there's no locker room nudity for this man. I will never do it. It's going to be like in a closet <laughs> with like a combination lock. Oh, no. And that's how I do that. Oh, I was in the locker room and I'm like, wieners, no, I'm gone. Because um, that's yours. I don't need to be a part of yours. I understand. Um, from the teacher's point of view, and I and I know I know you. I know Jimmy's a teacher. I know my mom. Multiple teachers that I know through my her. sister's a reading teacher. Oh, nice! How hard has it become, and how uninspiring has it been for you as educators? It's soul crushing. That so totally soul crushing. Uh, the amount of teachers who feel like they're not actually do their do their jobs is probably near one hundred percent. My old uh, well, do you teacher. wait? Do you really think it's that high? There's not a question. I told you I have it good. I still am totally beyond stressed about what I have to deal with. That's just testing. There's way more than testing that teachers have to deal with that that we don't get support on. And it's not a criticism of administrators. It's just bureaucracy. You have people who make laws. That's, that a, have, that's a state mandate. Yeah, state and yeah. federal. They have the people who are doing this should be talking to teachers before they make policies. They don't. We're the last people who get asked if this is going to work. And that's terrible because it, you guys are the ones that are acting. We're in the thick of it. You're Absolutely. Right there, aware of everything. Yeah. It's a, a council of teachers should be in charge of education policy. You do not need to be appointing anyone other than teachers. They're nobody, period. You know, the, the, the thing is, it really is beyond demoralizing. And these days, I think, uh, I, I think, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but I'm going to say nearly half of teachers, new teachers quit in the first five years. And I've actually seen it in my job. My wife has seen it in hers. She is. She was so enthusiastic to become a teacher and quickly became so demoralized. And the only way and to- cynical, right? You I was just going to say, the only way to power through is grudging acceptance and cynicism. And the only way that cynicism gets you through is the fact that you have the camaraderie of a building full of other cynics. Because that's how we are about teaching. Now, do we love our job still? Absolutely. We, I love my job. Absolutely love it. Does it need to be as horrible as it is? No way. And 
does the do school boards they're 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 just the minor part the worst thing worse is the state and the federal government do they do things that help us with our jobs never their policies make have have consistently made it worse i've been teaching 11 years now and it's only gotten worse you know it shouldn't be that way things are supposed to get better over time you know this is why old people are miserable <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, it, it it kills me. So yeah, it's I would guarantee you that you're close to 100% dissatisfaction with the profession. So isn't it isn't it interesting, right? That on on there's the educator and then there's the student, right? On both sides. Oh yeah. Totally disgruntled. Uh, uh, my best ally, my students. No question. Best ally. Cuz they they feel our frustration because they feel it too. You've been in classrooms that don't have books. I remember, oh my God, when I was taking psychology at Westside, I had the same book my mother had. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. 19, it was a 1976 psychology book and I took it in 1998. Like, come on. Think about how far we've come in psychology in that time. Yeah. That's, that's what they're or, teaching. Or in the past in year. You yeah, should be right. questioning what you're really learning. Yeah. Like, I mean, come right. on. You're nowhere near Half of it's probably yeah. not even true. Yeah, well, point. of course. Right. The, the te- now, the teacher supplemented it with her own knowledge, but she shouldn't have had to do that. She should have had a resource. You know, and, and so you've, you've been in situations as students where I'm sure the supplies you needed weren't there. The resources you needed weren't there. The books you needed weren't there. The teachers could have done more if the district had been more support. I mean, there's been times that I wanted to get on the internet and I had to get 10 different laptops from a car they wouldn't work. because they wouldn't work. Yep. They're like dinosaurs. They don't even have a mouse. You need to like use a little ball in the center. Yeah. Oh, that so- thing. Oh yeah. Well, oh, it's, yeah. Oh my God. That's well, like, that's like pre Apollo. Pre so dinosaur. <laughs> when I was at uh, uh West Scranton high school, uh, I was a theater kid and uh, you know, really, I mean, honestly completely changed my life, uh, sure. changed my personality, uh, you know, in a, in a lot of positive ways. And uh, our teacher that was there was, uh, you know, since retired, uh, a lot of the budget for what we did, uh, including the school plays came out of her own pocket. Sure. This that's was a lot stuff of teachers. Where, but, but that's year after, but, but year, after year after year, yeah. no matter how many fundraisers or whatever else we did, it was never enough to cover those costs. Meanwhile, uh, you know, like you said before, uh, you know, the sports programs just kept getting boosted and boosted. And the the sports programs in particular, a lot of the kids that were, were doing those types of things, and of course, I'm biased because, you know, I was a nerd and they were the jocks and, you know, the, so, so there, were, there were some, you know, stereotypical relationships there. But uh, no, the, the 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 high school ki- the the uh, the the high school football team got away with so so much. I mean, there was I actually physically watched, and and of course this never made the news or any sort of media at all. A riot, like I actually watched the entire football team get up, and it was racially motivated. Uh, oh take out these uh, uh, two or three kids uh, because of their race had nothing to do with anything else. They just didn't. Was want- this in the school they didn't want them in the same room essentially and they walked by the table and one of them says you know the cafeteria yeah this is the cafeteria uh he he you know he 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 says some sort of racial slur to him i don't know what it was what it was but i'm I'm sure we can all figure that out and he said uh, you know what did you say to me muggle and the entire football team stands up in unison takes the 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 lunch table and throws it 
at these students, and you just start seeing chairs and tables and stuff and of flying course in the air. Oh yeah, That's just curious. all over the place. Like it was insane. I never saw anything like it in my life. Mind you, when when the the because of course at this point this was after you know Columbine and things like that. So we had a cop that was downstairs who when the, you know, when more, the, more or less did nothing. When the cheap Honestly. biscuit, so we have one of those. Oh wait, yeah, wait, I mean they, so they're they're there because of a legal from a legal reason, standpoint, yeah. not because they're actually there to do anything. So they so so when so the he lunch food dust settled, right? So he comes upstairs. <laughs> He calls for backup. They come upstairs. Who do you think is walked out in handcuffs? Oh, man. It wasn't the football team. I can tell you that. So after that was over, um, the uh, the football team had a big game coming up in a couple of days. And everyone's like, well, that's that's out the window now. I mean, look at look at this. You know, everybody's got to be in trouble. Yeah, there was a like that. There was a goddamn hate crime. And so they we still went, got we, to play in the game. Not only did they get to play in the game, but I remember right after that, we were in class. And of course, everybody's talking about it. And the teachers were shutting us up and telling us not to talk about it, that we were forbidden to talk about it. Otherwise, we would get in trouble just for mentioning that this this whole thing exists. Existed. That would come and they from their, swept the ent- administration telling them. Right. And they swept the entire thing under the rug and no one ever found out about it. Never got outside those doors. Until oh. today. <laughs> until, until today. Until today. And the truth it, has come. It's, it's fr- and it was incredibly frustrating for me to see now these guys not- who had clearly com- committed a, and things a, a happen horrible like this all the time. crime and, and there, essentially got away with year, it. My freshman year, there's this kid, this poor kid, he's a really nice kid and he... He had problems and he stood up and he he had like a mental breakdown so that he was going to kill everybody in the room. Did, my teacher just said, okay, calm down, go walk it out in the hallway. What if he actually murdered us? Right. Like- <laughs> well, they have to, there's, there's so much, there's so much protection here. And, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm not speaking for any teacher in, in particular that I hear, but their last thing they want to do is like fill deal, out a deal, report, so- fill a report, deal with a parent. Yeah, we have these days. We have to, and I am totally averse to that stuff because I, I I hate the bureaucracy of it. But yeah, these days you you really have to. You're actually legally culpable. Like if you don't if fill if out a don't, report, uh, sure. they they make the penalties too high. So I mean, even if it's just for me sending a letter to the guidance office or the principal and just it's saying, just everything's here's so an FYI, anymore. this is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy to deal with, and I, and I feel bad for young people. But like I said earlier. You guys are are the best allies for teachers, and and you've proven it by protesting the way that you did, um, because you didn't see two hundred parents protesting; you saw two hundred kids doing it. And and um, I I think you guys uh, broke two very very important stereotypes around here. And the first is that you know Wilkes Bear is full of crime and chaos and hatred and whatever else. And, and you scums. guys had I hate when people say that. Yeah, that there's scum and everything else. And Wait, you guys scums held, s like what a plural. Scums, so yeah, like scumbags. Oh, all right. You know, <laughs> you guys held, held a, a peaceful protest. Uh, you know, you successfully got your message across. We in, tried in the, to be as the, respectful the right as way. possible. Yeah, in a in a respectful way. And and I think the other thing is that. Uh, and and I hear this all the time is that millennials are lazy, that they're dumb, that they're disenfranchised, they don't care, that they're not connected to anything, they're not educated, they're whatever. And it's it. This is the exact opposite of that. You guys are in tune with what the issues are. You're able to talk about them in an educated manner, uh, and and, and to express yourselves in a way that are forcing the adults to listen. And, and it's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Yeah. And I. And I don't want to 
speculate on on anything, but I have I have I have two questions, and um, I think both of them might be difficult to answer. And this is to everybody. Sure. Um, I don't think it went wrong last Monday. I think it's it's been this slowly receding glacier of yeah. All right, now oh, now sure. now we're at where we're yes, at. Definitely. Yeah. So where do, where do you think? It went wrong in this particular instance. I know we can talk nationally and say like, well, this is all effed up. That's all effed up. We need to fix this. We need to fix that. Where do you think it went wrong, especially financially? It went wrong when they started taking the easy way out and not the way that should fix things. They think that they can take away. But that needs to be defined better. Yeah. So I I can speak to this just from dealing with districts the way that I have. Uh there was no way they haven't known that this was going to happen for years. You can't have a budget shortfall of $500,000 without knowing about it years in advance. Exactly. Uh, so the thing is... Or $28 million. Yeah, yeah. I'm appalled with a million and And I'm not even sure the, the details of their numbers, but it doesn't even matter. This didn't happen overnight. It could not have. The they're, they're, every district has a business administrator. It's legally required, and because the per, it's that, a business. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call Everything's it that. Everything's a business. Yeah, but you, you have to treat no, it that way. It's about revenue. Either. It's yeah, about yeah, yeah. cost and yeah. So the the job of this person is to make sure that the bills get paid and the revenue comes in. And there are many creative liberties you have when it comes to doing that. What liberties? Creative liberties. Interesting. So um, <laughs> the so these individuals. You cannot tell me that this person didn't know last year that this was going to happen. You just can't because you can't not know there's going to be a hole. You're the dude or dudette who does this. And so you couldn't tell me that you didn't know five years ago because you need exactly. to, you, you're so union contracts, our union contract is a seven year span. So they know right now at my district, what's and being I'm, spent the next they seven know, years. They, it's a fact. It's, it is, it is an thing, established that, fact that right there. The next they seven know. years, five years ago, you knew this hole was being slowly yes. created. Where's the plan? They, they dug so their own grave. Exactly. Happen. And so the fact that your district didn't do anything about it tells me some Somebody was totally ignorant. The lack um, of planning is disgusting. It, it, and it, there's no way that that it should have happened. They had to have known. They have. They know that their costs. So they have multiple unions. They'll have a maintenance union, maybe a nurses union, a secretarial union, a teachers union. All those costs, which will involve things like healthcare, salary. Well, those are expenses. Yeah, expenses. Yeah. They they are predictable over a period of time. And whereas salary is not biddable, you know exactly what it's going to be. But you know what? You could bid out healthcare. Every year. And I guarantee you, you're going to get a better rate every year. And I guarantee you, they didn't do that. Scranton bid out their healthcare. I think it was two or three years ago. I remember that. A this. bidding war opened up between Blue Cross and Geisinger. And they they both kept underbidding each other. Finally, they decided to switch. They were going to save a two, like a million and a half dollars. And then their original, per, their original Blue Cross came back and said, okay, two million. We'll save you two million. That is a fortune. And it was because of a bidding war. All free district, market yes and they and they should be doing this on a regular basis but they do not that you look at the transportation budget with the Scranton school district the auditor general came in and said they overspent by eight million this they're dealing with a three million dollar budget shortfall oh my god oh well we know where most of it went you know why don't you bid it out and they chose not to they chose to extend it rather than bid it and Oh well, we 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 got some savings there, but not nearly as many as much savings as you would have had if you competitively bid it out. And uh, 
since I've been doing what I've been doing for as long as I've been doing it, I can. There are so many different places where you can save money that I know of. Some of them are harder choices than others, and you have to justify them, and you have to be rational and logical and willing to fight for it, and willing to compromise, and willing to compromise. To. Absolutely. But that's the thing. These things don't happen. You don't see the public get involved. You you don't see school board members having to make hard choices because no one forces them to make hard choices until the last minute. Yeah. So like there was a period, uh, the five, like I said, five, about five years ago, we saw layoffs at Riverside. They hadn't raised taxes in six years. Now, I'm not saying raising taxes is a great thing. But again, if you know those expenses are coming, you can raise them a little bit at a time so you're not killing people and you could prep for a coming problem. But that didn't happen, so we lost people, and we still and we're still packed to the gills. We haven't gotten them all back, and and so what happened at Wilkes-Barre? Now, school directors probably didn't ever want to raise taxes because it's going to kill their political careers. Well, even if they did it incrementally, they probably could have because they know that the state's been reducing their income for for four years under Corbett. They could have slowly increased local revenue, and I, I don't know if they did or not, or if they did it to the level they could have. But, but, but the but, politics but, are going to tell them no. But they didn't creatively do it. They, they, they didn't. So here's yeah. what they did. They, no went in, they went in and what? They cut 49 teachers? Yep, that was the... That's, Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. So they cut 37, right? Am and I right there? Was it 37? It yeah. was 37. And was, then 12. And then 12 retiring. who were going to retire that they're not going to replace. Right. So in essence, you got rid of 47 teachers? Is that what I said before? I don't know. I went to public school, man. So, <laughs> so, and they're not going to fill that gap, which means like how many schools are in the Wilkes-Barre school district that are there? And that's how many families yep. are without an income coming in and they need Well, not yet. Yeah, now you have job. 35 teachers who don't know where the hell they're going to get a job, right? That's their profession. And they're going to be young. They're going to have Probably families. still paying school well, loans. Well, because well, if I'm not mistaken, it's usually the last one in and it's the it, first it, one to go. It, that, that's and even with some of the teachers is, yeah. that are qualified under a different major, let's say we have a home ec teacher that teaches English, they'd be more likely to take a younger teacher's place for that. So everyone's fighting for themselves now. Yeah, that gets to be a problem too. Well, then it becomes um, survival of the fittest. And it like becomes I very acrimonious. Be. Um, it, I'm sure the teachers are going to be beyond demoralized. Because yeah, a home ec teacher with an English degree will push out someone with English seniority now. Because if the home ec teacher was there for 10 years, but you've only been there for nine, you've just lost your job pretty, as a nine-year English much. teacher. Because the home ec teacher is going to take so, it. So now, when I went to school, so they're cutting out all these... So they're cutting out science... No. no. Okay. Family like, and consumer, consumer science, science, which is home ec. Okay. Like it teaches you how to make grilled cheese. <laughs> so does YouTube. And I'm sure it's deeper than that. It is, but I mean, Miss Michaels makes some good grilled cheese. <laughs> My wife makes excellent grilled cheese with like a homemade pesto sauce. The, the thing it's is, you can't use butter. It's delightful. Yo, yo, oh, I heard that. Right it's great. Mayonnaise. Yes. Absolutely. The and thing then, the French use to dip fries into. I'm getting hungry. I am, I mean, fries, fries with mayonnaise. Fries with mayonnaise. Fries with ketchup, yeah. the best and this is going to the wayside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so, so now you're basically cutting out all the social and, and, and basically, basically the things that like make you be able to function as a human being are now being cut. Pretty much, you know. Yeah. Instead, so now it's not going to be a conversation of about like, hey man, I can help you rebuild your porch, or I can do this. It's going to be about like, unless we're talking about like Chaucer or how to fill in bubbles, I really can't have a conversation with you. 
Well, it, it was the, the other day. I was I was looking for uh, a, a a quote to kind of sum up how you know I felt about some of this stuff, and I found an interesting page that had all these different uh, artistic quotes from different people, and a good half of them were actually from uh, industry leaders in technology. A lot of them were, you know, CEOs of Apple and, you know, computer companies and things like that. The people who are developing apps, the technology that we rely on every single day more and more and more are people who are totally against these types of cuts because they understand how much it helped them think creatively and think outside the box to create these things that make our lives easier and, and, and that we depend on more and more every day. So if you cut these things out, it's not just, you know, I, I think the, the the perception here is like, okay, so some kid can't paint. You know, you can just go home and buy some paint and paint himself. He doesn't need, you know, that. Yeah, but, but see, it's not, it's not if just... If they can afford an, it. Right. It, it, that's the thing is you're not you're not thinking about people's, uh, you know, their, their income or their opportunities to be introduced to these things to find out, I mean, how would I know if I liked theater if I didn't, I didn't even take a, a theater class and figure it out? Sixth grade. Well, it's exactly. a big violin. Yeah. You know, music, uh, same thing. You know, you're, you're, you're being educated about different types of music and different instruments and things like that. And it opens up your mind. And I think it, it, it the, the arts in general, may, when they make you a more creative person, you're thinking outside the box, you know, like, like, uh, you'd said before, Tom, you know, you're, you're able to come to conclusions that you probably never would have before if you weren't able to think that way. Well, Tom, Tom said something interesting before, and I don't know whether it was on the podcast or it was out on the, the loading dock of despair. Um, who was the musician that because of calculate, like music and math. So my dad is an audio engineer by trade and, um, which means he owns recording studio records, bands, does commercials, things like that. He bought uh, a couple years back. I think it was about five years ago. Now he bought an abandoned firehouse and moved his studio from downtown Scranton to this firehouse. And he used calculus to, to build the room where, because sound record. waves move in because certain ways. Because sound waves and- move in certain ways. Dampeners, which I mean, I see you've got them here. Yeah. Like you have to be able to understand how sound moves against certain materials and calculus factored entirely into that for him. So he, I mean, yeah, calculus might sound really boring, but it's, it's still involved in creativity. And that's what I said, what I meant earlier when I was talking about things like knowledge doesn't matter unless you explain why it matters or how about physics yeah most, so creative uh, oh absolutely yeah i mean and so misunderstood sure and uh, seriously well like i said with einstein i mean his he came up with that through creative means not through you know just pen and paper and bubbles like i keep pointing out and and you're right you know the, the i mean i mean i mean are we educating we're not educating the individual now. We're educating to the test and we're basically creating generations of automatons. Yeah, I'm of terrified of the word Scantron if I hear it one more time. <laughs> oh, the Our, legendary Scantron. In the future, it's, gonna, it's just going to be so plain. Like none of the, nothing new is going to be created without the programs offered to help them create themselves. Yeah, you're creating. People I mean, are we just hitting the status quo, or are we just hitting like the bare minimum, or are we just doing like that's what you're creating? We're not inspiring people to do better. Exactly, no. and we're not giving them an opportunity to take a chance. And you can't blame, you know, one of those struggles. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying to blame no, 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 the well, teachers or anything. I, I was going to say you can't blame the students at all because you know you talked about earlier. You mentioned getting students to show up is is trouble. Yeah, what are they showing up for? You know, when when those keystone exams happen, absence is skyrocket. Why? 
Of course a kid doesn't want to spend their day doing that. They would rather... But now they have punishments if you don't go... If you miss Keystone, you need a doctor's now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Then it becomes... So the system but how, but, brutalizes you. So, and now apparently you need them to graduate after so, this so year So ex- So explain. So explain to me wh- how does those exams prepare you it just for life after state. high school it doesn't they don't. it just shows it the state so it serves no purpose, no purpose. it shows the until... state how we're doing as individuals in school yeah the, the, so or does it show how the school's doing yeah, okay so the 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 real deal with it because i'm pissed off is annoying this. um so they're not actually currently required and the governor made it so that even for an extra year they're not actually required to graduate so the kids take them but there's no consequence for the kids what's worse is that so the kids take them for three weeks and it, they don't matter i i put they a, legitimately B, 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 don't I matter do care. but they do for teacher evaluations so even though i don't give keystones i'm actually evaluated on my building score for keystones even though i don't give them and they don't matter so how do you how think? You so 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 think. so in a weird way. So, so our district is failing. Wait wait. So let me of understand. Wait, wait hold on. So let me understand this. It's it, I know you're, it's not. You're getting judged for a date that you weren't on. Yes. Not only a date that I'm not on. A date that isn't really even a date that might not have even happened. They're telling the students <laughs> that these tests don't Honestly. matter. But they, they actually legally don't matter for the students. They don't matter, but for the teachers they matter. But the kids are like, oh, they don't matter. Let me just put. Random answers, which Either I did that way, a couple yeah, times. Yeah, so you're going to bring them. I don't want to sit there with. You're going to brutalize kids for three weeks and then say that the teachers are 100% the only ones invested in this. So let's so let's look at it from from an idiot's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to spend three weeks building me a fence. Okay. What? Without a fourth side. To I keep out build, I want you to build me an enclosure. I want you to build me a wall that at the end of it, it's made out of paper mache. So, like, if you're Donald Trump serves and no I'm your contractor, purpose. you're telling me to build a paper mache wall. In essence, yeah, that is what's happening. Yes. So, and then, and then, a stranger is going to get judged on the quality of it, even though a stranger who had nothing to do with the yeah, building so, of the so wall. The wall was just me and you, but Rich is getting judged about it. He wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. Look at that. For that's, those who don't know, I just slap myself. In yeah, the head. that's that's actually the system. And just to add a little fun fact, the legislature just passed a law that wants to switch. A governor thankfully vetoed it, but they wanted to switch teacher layoffs to performance according to the test rather than seniority. The test that has no stakes that we get evaluated on, even if we don't give, they want to be able to fire us if we do badly. Why don't they just give the teacher the test? True. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, because if the only <laughs> person being evaluated, evaluated on it is oh, the teacher. Oh, 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 well, I mean, presumably we'd do pretty well. One would hope. So, so why doesn't why no, isn't I, that I, the I barometer? I get what you're saying. The, the the state's logic is think that, of it as a, think of it as like a yearly evaluation. But if, oh, sure. if kids do get advanced on like a certain amount of these tests, they can get a scholarship or rewarded in other ways. Yeah, like, but but again, what kid is going to want their to ass strive to do that for a, for a test thing that that doesn't, that doesn't matter. matter to them? You know, it, I, first it was I, PSSAs, now it's Keystone. And then actually, Keystone, they take Keystones and PSSAs. I've honestly That's never disgusting. learned anything from any of these. The, the amount of tests I've learned more. It's not like when we were in school. Writing essays in an like English it. class has actually helped me in college. Now, I've never taken my SATs, tests. but my PSATs, those were the worst things I ever took in my life. Yeah. So, so you go into college. How much of, 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 of just like a, an education shock? Would, now, what's, what's the school you just recently went to? Elmira College. Elmira. So you go to Elmira, right? 
first day there, let's say the first week. All right. How polar opposite is it from your high school? From my high school, no. From the testing, extremely. My high school and all my, actually all my English classes that I've ever taken throughout high school have been the only thing that's extremely affected me for college. That's actually prepared me to be ready. I'm so thankful for all the teachers that ever taught me in GAR Memorial because I would have never been prepared. Everything else, irrelevant. Everything else I did in high school, completely irrelevant to anything I was doing in college. You know, in Germany, um, what happens is, so you hit eighth grade. They but, invade people. They invade they people. Get to drink we do too, really as Americans. We do. Um, but so you hit like. We just have better of, mustaches. But definitely, there's not a question. <laughs> uh, eighth grade ish, they decide, teachers decide based on your performance, do you enter the workforce? Do you go on to college or, or do you go on to high school and what kind of high school so their high schools are separated to like you're going to go to a fine arts high school you're going to go to a trade high school and learn the industrial arts you're going to go to an engineering school you're going to go to a science school in eighth grade they decide this. that's yeah. awesome because that only makes more learn sense what you need yeah so, I yeah yeah so if you so you're going to go into something arts related you know do you need for you know do you need to take physics or four years of math i'm not saying that math's not valuable of course it's valuable but if you know what you're interested in or gravitate toward, even if you don't know what your profession there's no, is, there's no you can at least should... learn something in I, that realm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curse. I already did it before, but I'm just Can't forewarning wait. you on this. So I just did um, uh, a series of commercials um, recently, and one of them took place in a classroom. Now, I'm having to deal with 17 kids. The thing they tell you not to work with is kids and animals. I'm working. Oh, my Siri heard me and just wanted to talk to me. Um, so we're in the li we picked the location of the library so we didn't have to do like a, a unit move to a classroom. Sure. I said, look, you guys have a smart board. Let's just do whatever we want to do. So she couldn't get the smart board to work. She had an easel, right? I asked the whole class of students, there was 16, 17 of them. I said, if she's, I, and I said to her, I said, what class do you teach? She goes third grade. And I'm like, but like what? Like third grade English, like third, no, she's like all They do it, it all. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. I find that overwhelming, but what do I know? Sure. I said, so I said, I said, all right, show a hand. I said, I want you all to, this is the only time I'm going to let all you yell. What would you like her to fake teach you right now? So we can get the shot of her educating you. And unanimously, they all said math, wow. which I found shocking. Yeah. So then she has her board, her easel and a Sharpie. And she starts doing math and I'm picking the shots and I'm like, hey, guys, you know, I have two camera operators and a cinematographer and I'm going, hey, just kids. We don't know what the hell they're going to do. Just keep rolling. I hope it was in Common Core. I look up at the board. Oh, my God. And I see like 12 times four. And now all of a sudden there's like graphs with half triangles and like oh, a two core math. And oh. this. So now. So now. So now. Hold on. So now. So now I'm. I'm, I'm looking at this. So I have my client or I have an ad agency with me. I have my crew with me and sitting alongside out of the shot is 15 parents of the kids. Cause we had to have the parents there. And I turned around to all of them and I said, like under my breath, I went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, yeah. they, and every parent there shrugged. They had no clue. Not one of them went, <laughs> not one of them went, Oh, well that's how you do. And I'm like, I said, that is not mathematics. I don't know what that is. And teachers hate it. Please, okay, so now, wait, this gets, wait, this gets, this gets better. Ready? So, 
we get done with the shot. I cut. We do like a couple more camera moves. You know, the teacher keeps doing it. And I looked at her and I said, what was that? And she goes, and it's actually not Common Core. It's the precursor to Common Core, which is in like second or third grade. And it, and it literally looked like hieroglyphs. And I said to her, I said, I said, wow, that's that, that, stupid. I don't understand that. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, I said, you know, did the school make you go for like extra class? Now, all the parents are here. Like we all had like that, that wink moment where it was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, I said, I said, did, did you have to go to like extra schooling or whatever to learn how to do this? Cause this just seems like it, it almost seems like taking 12 steps back to do something stupider. And she goes in front of all these parents, she goes, well, I looked up a couple videos on YouTube. <laughs> My and freshman don't year math for teacher. I'm not condemning her yeah, for they, it. The districts don't, you have to do this, learn it, figure it out yourself. We're not supporting you. That's exactly how My it is. My freshman year math teacher would put on YouTube videos and to teach us, he would sit at his desk, play solitaire oh, while not a random person. No, I think that was too difficult for his brain. Oh, man. <laughs> but... It was just ridiculous. Was he doing draw one or draw three? Draw three. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean but but I mean here's but but I mean here's here's the thing. Somebody and and I've researched this Common Core thing. Somebody who's not an educator came up with it. Yep. And then somehow it got implemented because of money. Money. Yeah. I just I just I don't I don't understand at all. Welcome to America. Change it. I just I don't care. You're young enough. Do do something about yeah, it. We're I'm old. Trying. Our lives we're are over. Trying. Common we're trying. Gorgeous two like, people. Mind blowing to me. Like I I could never teach myself that. And I I love to learn. That's like my thing. I love teaching myself things. I've learned how to play violin by myself, saxophone, piano. That's my thing. Art's my thing. School is my thing. Like I love to learn, but math and Common Core together, I'm just like mind. Now let me now let me ask both of you something. You're both you both play an instrument. Yes. Well, I have. I'm not too good at it now. Well, but you're at least attempting. Yeah, I have. You know, how do you know if past. you don't like sushi if you don't eat it? I I mean, you, I went to Shogun for the first time last week. It was the best thing ever. Right. <laughs> Shrimp tempura. So. None of us have parents that are Bill Gates, right? I, I, I'm part owner of a recording studio. We were involved a lot with music, right? I know instruments are not cheap. Would you have been able to learn without? to learn without a music program or without you know somebody you know without the I school mean, having? I feel like you know, I would be able to learn. I feel like I wouldn't be able to because I would. I didn't have music. I didn't have music sheets i didn't have an instrument i didn't have someone sitting there with me telling me what i was doing wrong what i was doing right what i needed to pick up on no not at all i started my first instrument was violin and i started in elementary school and if if i didn't have that bass i would have never known i created such like i was so inspired by like the music process like the way it all worked i ju i just kept going so then I went, I played violin for that. I played, got into high school. I played violin. I picked up saxophone, Barry, soprano, tenor, alto, all of them. And I just kept progressing in the music program through GAR Memorial. And I joined like our, um, our community's music programs, our all area orchestra, our jazz band, Marywood University puts on a big music program every year that I was a part of. 
I just I was just so amazed. And like the thing that children that are going to grow up not like through elementary and not have these programs to or a start, spring concert, they're never going to get that spark. That's like, this is what I'm going to pursue or try to continue. Well, how, how forward were you looking to that, you know, during the school day? Oh, I well, one, my teachers were amazing. So that was oh, like I got to go to music class to see Miss Burke today. Like she's the bomb had to be there. And then like I, I couldn't like I'd be like I'd be sitting in math class and I'm like, yes, I'm going to music. So then I could go back to math and figure out what I'm doing. That was that was my because the mathematics whole, played into the. Yeah. Into like counting music notes like the reading of it helped me with through math through high school tremendously. Now, this is a G.A.R. Not, yes. And your is that music teacher still there? Yeah, she's my best friend. <laughs> is she going to be there next year? Uh, as of right now, yes, because they haven't cut the music program completely. Well, they need a band at the football game. Yeah, so that'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, they need someone to sing the Star Spangled Banner for whatever they want. How? How? Yeah. how okay, so my other question is, can we do better? Well... And I'm we asking can, everybody. Yeah, we can, we do, can better, do better. But uh, the only way to actually make it better is to challenge the system, which is what you guys are doing. Are you guys going to continue to challenge the system? Yeah, I plan on still protesting. Amen. I'm still in the I love now, do you have and a, hopefully we can get together. How organized are you? Um, um, I say like for now, organized. we're pretty organized, but I plan on creating like a bigger event and... I haven't stopped for like the last week and a half trying to contact people that are bigger Me than too. us. Wealthy people. Ellen. Oprah. I talked to Oprah's agent. I tweeted agent Usher once. The other day. You tweeted. Good. Wait. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should tweet Simon Cowell. I feel like he can do something. There you go. I did. Oh, man. I was, Get them all. Kevin you, Hart. You, you can't give up. He went live on Facebook the other day. So I created like this little comment post that I just kept copying and pasting under all these thousands and thousands of comments on his page. And a whole bunch of other people like like and real like recognize the comments. Like, I mean, like hundreds because there were so many people on Kevin's Hart live page. And I'm like, at least it's awesome. getting out there. It may not be That's him. A smart idea. There was there a video. People sure. there aware was a, now. a video that was shared of our protest that had 15,000 views. Yeah, I could believe that. Um, so right now, that I'm trying to build publicity. Good. That's, that's what I want to do. Right because now. publicity because, is pressure. Because what? Because what? The you, more people that know, the more people that will. Well, you got it. I mean, I mean, realize. What's it when perseverance meets opportunity, or something like that? Like if you like, don't give up. Like just don't. They're gonna do whatever they can to try to stop you. Okay, don't give. up up never give up keep blasting social media keep doing that don't call anybody out by name you don't need to do that you know but this i think that the overall thing is that the system is is broken and in some respects it's morally corrupt don't give up tweet helen or ellen helen (laughs) or helen whoever that helen hunt Helen, Helen yeah. Keller. Sure. How about Helen? <laughs> she can't. She doesn't. She can't see her Facebook. She, oh my god! <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to her in Braille. And as a matter of fact, I think she's long past. Yes. But but if she was around today, she'd she be appalled. She would support it. Yes. She would be appalled. Van it's Go good that we're winding this down with a good Helen, Helen Keller joke. There's no, is there a bad one? I guess. Not. Um, she's not. But here's. I mean. I mean. Look at that. There's a woman who overcame. Everything. So many obstacles. But here's creatively. Amen. 
Right, she learned how to read Braille on her own. Yeah. Just reading. Somebody sat down, wrote a story, came from nothing, went to something. Mm. That's what that's what art is. It's just creating some it's having an idea and implementing it. So that's what I think. Say I'm a listener and I'm I'm hearing this now and I'm getting all pumped up and excited or whatever. What can people do to help you? Is there a group Just that people can join? There's, is there a Facebook group or anything like yeah, that? There is a Facebook group. There we're, is a lot. We're all probably in almost every one of them. Yeah. Contact us. Contact I, someone higher that you anyone. You got to stop moving your microphone. I don't want anybody to be afraid to message me on Facebook. I take messages all day, every day. I think you should also do this too. Have people send in, you know, quick, you know, supportive video testimonials. That's a great idea. Sure. That's what I thought. We were actually going to start that next week. Did I tell you that? We're going to start that next week. Well, she just told you now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In case you didn't know, we're going to Baskin Robbins (laughs) after this. Yeah, like what the arts meant to me. Something like like that. 15 second clips. We were going to try to sell them, send them all in to Ellen, send them over to Facebook. But but here's the thing. You get... You, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I don't care how the hell you do it. You get The Rock. You try to engage him. You try to engage, you know, Ellen DeGeneres. You try to... What does the arts mean to you? Because they're taking it away from us. We're losing it. We're losing music. We're losing... Where would George Clooney be without the arts? I mean, his hair is flawless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're really... Hilarious. He's got a creative barber. Like, you're funny. <laughs> and also, he's kind of talented. Okay. He's a great director. Maybe he cuts his own hair. But I mean, I there's anybody. But but but, I, but I mean, everybody that we look up to, right? Everybody, like quote unquote, we look up to, yeah. i.e., like celebrities, entertainers, sports figures, they musicians. The arts. They're, artists. they're all artists. You don't open up Us Weekly and see about the plumber from Pittston. <laughs> I mean, you need him just the same. Well, he he might be able to unclog my drains. <laughs> but he's going to do it in a creative way. Uh, sure. Yeah. Because oh he, well, that's the thing. <laughs> Let's go real stupid, right? Plumbing is an art form. That is actually quite true. Yeah. Fig- figuring out, oh my God. Right. And then what You're goes on? Well, the amount of shit right we have yeah. to deal with as homeowners. Look at those songs. You need creative solutions to those awful problems. Totally unplanned. <laughs> I know. So, but it goes. It clashes. If, I got this. And, and here's and here's hot water heater. And here's the because <laughs> you're trying to fix it. I did. Um, here's the other thing too. And is and if anybody wants, how does how do people get in touch with you to support you? I.e., like your you know your Facebook link or or like your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle or. Email, whatever. Email. I put my email out there. Your personal one? I have like one. Time to start a new one. I have two emails. Why don't you do the one that's not your personal one? Yeah, like I have the junk email where everything goes. No, no, no. I clear those out. And then I have specific files where I have certain emails sent. So I have like a group on my email that sends like people who've been emailing me about the protests. And then I have Facebook. A lot of people contact me through Facebook. Tag everyone you can. Every Every celebrity, everybody that you can think of. Even local politicians. Tag them. I've actually, um, Eddie Dayprashinsky called me the other day. He's um, a sweet he's man. Awesome. He, he's, he's awesome. He's a sweet man. His daughter, uh, Lori Miller, was actually my fifth grade teacher. So I contacted her. I'm like, hey, I missed a call from your dad. Like, I'm going to call him back tomorrow and see what he could do for us. Well, why don't you ask Eddie if he'll do a 30 to 60 second, you know, people can just do it with their phone and send it to you. That would what does be the awesome. arts mean? Awesome. Just send it. Just send it we to could, us. We We're going to post it. We could start that tag and then right? people. Hashtag, what does the art mean? So yeah. That. What does the art mean to no, you? No, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go there. Why? I don't know. I think there's a better one you could use that everybody yeah, can get behind. Hmm. You know, we'll, we'll conversate. So what is so what is so what is what is the way to contact you? 
definitely through well i sometimes i put my number out there depending don't on who do it is. that but then what's like, what's yeah, what's the email facebook oh my email uh stevenson s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s-o-n 1997 at yahoo.com do, do you have a separate yes email? I, I do okay I, I don't want your personal i, I is know it your personal no okay desiree my first name d-e-s-i-r-double-e Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, no spaces, 1998 at AOL.com. AOL. So AOL. Someone uses AOL, AOL still. Wow. Stop. My, well, my first, <laughs> wait, 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 my, my first email, listen to this. Was, I should never say this to a 17-year-old. ASL. <laughs> AIM. I, AIM used to be my... That your jam? Yeah. yeah. I used to do it driving around. That was my the first. Thing. My first email was... Mama's Bear 100, like my mom made it. <laughs> That's great. So I'd, I'd be going guys, to get a rewards so card like, at, like, I'd be going to get a rewards Mama card. Bear? Yeah, I'd pull up to, like, Limited 2. That was cool back then. And they'd be like, what's your email for your rewards? And I'd be like, Mama's Bear 100. <laughs> <laughs> at AOL. Right? Yeah. Wow. Guys, get a Gmail. Seriously. Yeah. I have a Gmail. I just don't use it. Gmail is my personal. I keep all my real life stuff there. Yeah. I have you a can... Hotmail. Are those No, stuff stop. Wow, Jesus. You need to update your life. Are you older than us? Jeez. It's yeah, I have a Nokia in my car. I just have this for show. <laughs> all right, we're going to work. In my eight tracks. So what are your trunk. So what are your Do you do you So if if it was facebook.com backslash how would anybody contact you or you don't know what those are just type in desiree fisher and yeah. i'll pop up Brittany stevenson i'll pop up okay and what about like instagram do you have instagram handles i have or? an instagram you don't even know what your username is on <laughs> My you don't know your instagram if you handle. want to snapchat me it's swag daddy ha h a h a s w a g d a d y h a yeah but my instagram is des d e s dot like period fish so it's des period fish that's it that's that's it and what's yours my snapchat is sunshine 1417 and my instagram is b swag underscore team don't if you guys need any help from us I'm gonna graduate this week and they're gonna be like next up mom is bear and I'm gonna walk across the <laughs> <laughs> and then like they, they're gonna hand you the diploma and they're really yeah. like thanks for pissing us off and then you can just yeah. drop it like the mic walk off yeah do it <laughs> That's so could you grab the mic and be like this is bullshit no. I the wish I they could they don't give us our actual diploma until after they hand us the, the 13th oh. they can't keep the diploma so. from you so yeah. they well, give I mean, they give you that ornamental thing. Then you go pick up the diploma. It's yeah. not like so if you like, went up there and like do anything stupid on stage, we won't give you the diploma. I you're still at, across. Stage, yeah, legally like, you still graduated. Yeah, technically, right. yeah. So it's like do what you want. No. <laughs> oh, a bunch of assholes. Um, so, in closing on this segment, I, I I think I think it's I think the students, the teachers, and and the administration is kind of between a rock and a hard place, and I don't think there's an easy way out of this. I think um, it's going to take a lot of time to try and figure it out, but I don't think they should just jump straight to cutting these programs. Just no, I think I honestly like I think you need to I think you need to pressure your your state reps, your state senators, uh, your governor, The Rock, Ellen, Kevin Hart. I don't care. Morgan how, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Apparently, he's on Instagram or whatever now. Who isn't? Well, Morgan Freeman was the last. The most recent one that I'm aware of. He's the last one on earth. I'll, I mean, even even like John Wayne. no Taylor Swift, John Hamm, 
you know, Hand anybody, touch. think of anybody you can think of and just, you know, when you get, I think when you get those video testimonials, if you listen to what I recommend, you could tell me to go poo in my pants and that's okay. It's, this is your guys' fight. We just totally support you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, and hopefully our it. listeners do and hopefully they'll, they'll share your story and try to. I hope so. You know, so want to move into the last word? Sure. Well, I I just wanted to ask uh, uh, Tom as well. Uh, what do you think uh, is uh, this? What 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 can the board do from here to try and correct the course? And, Resign at all? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> other other than just get the hell out. Um, I don't think it's all their their problem. It, I, but it, I, but at the same yeah, time, sure. I, they're the I prime mean, movers currently. They're the ones that hold all the cards right now. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the things that they should do is create, um, they can create a, a committee that has teachers on it, uh, with school board members and teachers that examine the finances of the district. Cause right now, like I said, it's just subjectively, a, subjectively it, it, it's right now it's in the hands of a business administrator. That's one individual with his department or her department. The thing is that person's obviously screwed up, but we need accountability. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. So that person has screwed up. So let's, you, you have a district full of math people. I'm sure they know about how to, how to handle numbers. Yeah, know. I'm sure. Well, I mean, teachers don't make millions of dollars. I'm sure some of the math teachers are, you know, during the summer are doing accounting. Yeah, exactly. So they're totally capable of this. That would be a great start. And and then thinking outside the box, like what I mentioned earlier with maybe like middle school busing, switch it to the public uh, busing system. That is huge dollar savings, bidding out the healthcare. There are things like this that don't happen. And the the behind the scenes reasons for like the busing contract in Scranton might, I mean, it, it might be sinister. It might be silly. I don't know the real reasons, but I don't care what the real reasons are. The solution is bid it out. You're going to save money. There is no question that you will save. It is a fact. So why aren't you doing it? So those are simple things. Like if the school board really, really wanted to save the day here, they would put their healthcare out to bid for each of their unions. Um, if things got particularly bad, they could maybe even ask the unions for some concessions, like you know. And I'm not, and I don't want to put any words in any any union's mouth, but may, maybe they could say like, okay, well, why don't we delay our payments until the state aid comes in? You know, you know, if it, we'll we'll defer raises for six months while you get your finances in order. That's a conversation that could happen that I know has not happened there. Um, and so these are just creative things off the top of my head. If you gave me time to look at their numbers and examine their finances, I guarantee you I'm going to find savings everywhere. Sure. Um, because because there's so much... I don't even want to call it... Is that, is that, is that public record stuff? Yeah. Uh, when we were going through our contract dispute at Riverside, I write to note every financial document I could get my hand on. And, well, I uh, know for a fact a lot of these agencies don't do digital rights and those just to make it so difficult they for did. you to get it. it. it, it took it took us forever, but we did get it. And we have a new board in there that's way more amenable. And we had we got our contract recently. And I, I think our efforts to be transparent with the finances of the district and let the public know helped. Now we obviously didn't have as big a movement as you guys are working on, but that's sure. that's good for you guys. You guys are going to only grow, and you're going to put more pressure on. And what you might want to start thinking about is getting somebody political involved to start getting financial documents. Maybe you want to be looking at them. Maybe you want to say, well, why are you spending money on this when you could be spending money on this? Those are the things that they're going to have a really hard time answering. Because right now, here's the thing that sucks about dealing with politicians: you're dealing with principles, and you you probably need to start backing them up with numbers. And if you can go to them and shoot numbers at them that either they don't know that you know, 
or they don't know themselves because their business administrator's handling it and they just are hands off. Because a lot of boards don't even, they don't know the nitty gritty. I mean, how many times have we had high school dropouts on the Scranton school board? I mean, you know. At least once. There's actually significantly more, significantly more than once. But G, there's, a, there's, there's people on the school board who just have their GED. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that the, their perspective isn't valuable because it certainly is. But you're not looking at, you're not, you're not going to be looking at people who are accountants. Not everyone on the school board is going to be an accountant, so they often trust these business administrators who might not be the best person to trust. So all of those things are, are things that you guys should consider that anyone in any district that's going to deal with this kind of strife, because I don't think your district's the only going to be the only one. That's what you have to do. You have to be prepared. And, um, and you know, your teachers are probably afraid for their jobs, but they might be people you could talk to outside of school and get their perspective because they're going to know the inside scoop. Um, again, it's, they might be nervous. I mean, I tend not to be nervous. I, mouth off all the time um, you're a maverick yeah i don't know if i'm a maverick but um the john mccain of riverside they call me yeah. <laughs> no they don't um but uh but yeah that's the thing too bad you can't raise the roof yeah i would love to i mean uh, you know he can't move his arms up past here i, d- I do know that oh, okay you're just tasteless <laughs> um but yeah there's there's a lot of solutions you just have to be willing to dig for them so that's probably part of your next step inside so yes yeah. get you know eddie day Pashinsky, get him hey he is so awesome he's a great guy yeah he might you might be able to find one of his staffers that'd be willing to work with you on things like right to know requests Absolutely. to get financial information and then you could show up to a board meeting and say uh why'd you guys give you know a ten thousand dollar salary increase to so and so when you're cutting this you know and you have the numbers and you can call them out and then they can't lie they can't say we'll get back to you yeah our board has this thing where they don't speak to us yeah so <laughs> they have to at a public meeting no we go to a meeting they said we cannot say a word they answer that's actually no that's not even regarding they the should be voted out that's not true they are obligated you're not, a member of the public not a word was said dear god other than their decision being made at the end of the meeting yeah you, they well that's so, because that's shame. because that's because the taxpaying public shows up there and doesn't know the protocol. Yeah, I've actually uh, every board meeting that I've been to locally at multiple districts, when the public talks, the board does they have to respond. Um, and because if the if they don't respond, the public gets pretty pissed. You're pretty pissed. They they were like they were legally allowed to speak to us. There was no there was nothing no, stopped them. Nothing stopped them. They just decided we're just not going to speak. Yeah, to you guys today. They, they thought it was probably and better they, as a strategy. You guys to not all open have mouths. three minutes to state your issue and speak and then that was it and then, you know, if and then really, somebody fell asleep yeah, yeah you know what if you really want to mess with you did, which is did, a shame. did you know that share that picture with you guys i you saw that picture i saw it it's around massive. 200 people came out to voice their opinions and then you're gonna fall asleep on us like you even cared uh, about the situation wait wait my blood's starting to boil wait hold on with this. fell asleep on stage there yeah, there's go. a picture i saw, I saw on facebook it's that's disgusting I mean, now, that was, I, was, I would go to the next even, meeting and call when, him out. I know we're pretty boring when, right when now. When was but, that uh, picture taken? That was taken Monday the 23rd, 2016. Wow. He so was, that, so yeah. that was at that meeting. Yes. That he un- was beyond just nodding off. He was knocked out. He was... His, <laughs> yeah, like his, he was drool, you saw he's the up for re-election next table. year. <laughs> his, he was all, it looked like he was just looking at his, like, his pants. <laughs> there was something in like he passed like, out. Did I he really passed wear out green had, pants with a yellow. Yeah, the school shirt. board meeting was so important. He took a nap. His there. chin was at his sternum. <laughs> it wasn't even like one of those, like you know, like the the fake, like oh, I almost fell asleep in the yeah. head bop. He yeah. started with Vote. that, and then he just like you just saw him like boom, and then you heard a vacant snore. <sighs> How did nobody go up on the microphone and be like, "Look, I really have a lot to say about this issue, but do you need a coffee or a Red Bull?" 
They did. They were like, wow, we really appreciate that. None of you have clapped for any of the students or parents or teachers. Ned Evans was the only one to give head nods, though. That was nice. Like like confirming that you said what you said? It wasn't even approval head nod. It was like, she said that. That was spoken. More than the Yeah, there'll be an election next year for school board. Get involved. That's your best bet. And they'll get scared and maybe they'll listen. You bet your bottom dollar I will. And let let them know that's what you're doing. And tell them you're registering kids to vote and look up the numbers of the last election. See if someone only won by a hundred votes, tell them you're registering two hundred kids. And and the thing is, and 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 just on this note, before we get to the last word, sure. Last note. Um you guys are not doing this for personal reasons. You guys are doing this because for our community. Not only that, but you guys are concerned. You, you know, you said you have nieces and nephews. You're concerned about them coming up. Yeah. The creativity you know? exactly. of our youth is being taken my, away my, completely. My nieces and nephew have watched me go through every one of these programs in this community, and they're excited. They're my niece is now looking forward to enter fourth grade and start playing violin, and she's about to not have that opportunity. They are excited to join the community. Is she about to meet? To not have that opportunity, or she is not going to have that opportunity. We don't know. It's like they change their mind every five minutes. It's so. like when there's a really awesome movie and you don't know if the guy dies because it's like to be continued. Like every Fast and the Furious movie, or like Stop Harry watching Potter. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. They're getting worse. <laughs> the last there, one they jumped a building close... through two other buildings that were skyscrapers. I know. <laughs> and then they landed it perfectly, like you know, I Tanya know. Harding. Oh my God. It gets my blood pumping, you know, to watch. Well, at least something theory. does. You got to be passionate about something. Exactly. Passion doesn't come. What are they going to do? Take my movies away from me? They can't I just, do that. I really just I, wish I, I don't knew know. exactly they might be what the to. board members were passionate about because I'd go at them so hard. I, I just want to know. I want to know Call how them. they feel. Email them. Tell, like, tell me personally what you are passionate about. I'll be like, about. what's your favorite thing? Naps. Now, now, you guys grew up your entire, your whole school experience has been in the Wilkesbury School District? Yes. Yeah. I've are, been. are you ashamed? No. Yeah, I am. Wait, ashamed for going now. there? Or no, now? no, no, now. Oh. I, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I really am. This is yeah. disappointing. This is disgusting. Well, first they give us dress code. They give away our freedom of expressing ourselves so we all look the same every day when we go to school. And now they want to take it's away... It's like the wall. It's like Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. yeah. It's Just really sad. Like, I wear a hoodie in one of my classes because I'm cold and I need to take it off because I might be holding a gun in my hood. <laughs> And now I have to go through airport security when I go into school. I get metal detectored, wanded down, and patted down as soon as I go into school. Well, how much violence morning. do you have Jesus. at that school? Oh, we have no violence. Not one gun was ever found in my school. Ever. Ever. Well, they could ever. save money on that. <laughs> how much do you think they paid for the walk through metal detector? Yeah, because yeah. that was probably one person's a job. grand, they, yeah. Yeah. A, a huge metal detector like that? You're you know what? You know what you need? And the three people you know that what? sit there to do, do you it. Know, do you know what you need? Morgan Freeman. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Or they call John, him the Batman. John Wayne. John Wayne can also make a difference. Did you ever see Lean on Me? Yeah. You need Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yep. Friends. Yep. Listen, that crazy Joe. When this situation started happening, that's the first movie I thought of. I'm like, this is becoming like a Lean Free Mr. Right Clark. <laughs> <laughs> you got, that's, that's who you need. Like somebody who's Man. like, this is yeah. bullshit. This is the kid's future. Like what, Seriously. what are we raising? What are we, Seth what are Rogen. we doing? Who are we raising? We're not going to have a generation Robots. of thinkers. I don't think we're not going to have a generation of. It's like they want a generation of like worker math. bees. Yeah. 
sit there, put them all to work, and lose then... your frontal lobe. But they're not even they're not even teaching things that you can your use as a trade. It's off. bullshit. Yeah. It's terrible. All right, what's the last word, man? Thank, you know what, bird. You bird guys have a lot of you, you guys bird have a lot of gusto to come up here, man. I think it's great. Yeah. You know, oh, it's awesome. Chutzpah. <laughs> and we we appreciate you coming on to uh, anytime to talk about it. It's Monday through great. Friday, right? Oh, then Not why, then why couldn't we get you till Thursday? Just before nine o'clock. Um, you know, work. I, go to I, I serve coffee for. I, I work at Dunkin' Donuts. Come see me anytime. I love eight every day. Denny's in a half hour every yeah. day. Eight. America you runs guys are on all Dunkin'. Welcome. Come up to Denny's. I'll cook or serve for you. Um, okay, what do we got? You have to be at Denny's in a half hour. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. <laughs> go fastest. It's okay. It's I guess. think it's like a half an hour. To I'm go sorry. Home. I called yeah, them. No, we'll, oh, you uh, told them? Yeah. You run that show. <laughs> you know why? Because you had math you and art and pancakes. science. and You right. came up with a creative excuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell my boss that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to change the future. Seriously. All right, go. Okay, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this, uh, at, uh, you know, uh, more in the future with, uh, you know, the, the tellers being on and stuff like that. Uh, but the, the, the whole Got Talent thing that we do, uh, we're now three seasons in. Uh, the, the fourth season will be starting in June. And essentially, uh, that's for those soon? who don't know, yeah, yeah wow. we're actually going to move into it really quickly this time as opposed to, uh, you know, taking a couple months break uh, that we usually do. But we do 12 weeks of an open mic. And the open mic uh, is kind of taken to the next level by the fact that we have sponsors that give money and prizes. Uh, so essentially, instead of just going to the open mic, expressing yourself, and you know, you, you might have an audience, you might not, or whatever. Um, we we do uh, professional photos and and videos of the uh, of the talent there. We post them on our website. Uh, we help them get promoted. Uh, our promotion has actually led to a lot of these people getting paid gigs. Uh, so, so that part of it is, is great right there. But then at the end of the night, we also take an audience vote and, uh, whoever wins the audience vote, um, that night gets $50 cash and then they go on to a, a finals showcase that we do at the end. So after the 12 weeks, we do a big night uh, it's $10 at the door and uh, a good price for a lot of talent, right? Which yeah. you get twelve in this case, fourteen performers because we had two ties and we didn't. We we liked both of them so much. We we're like, you know what? We're not going to choose between one or the other. It's like eighty percent, eighty cents a performer, right? So so you get to see uh, all these these great um, you know talented people do their thing in a professional manner. Everybody shows up. We get all dressed up. We do a red carpet thing. It's really really cool. And uh, at the end, we have a grand prize winner and a second prize. Prize winner and the second prize gets a hundred bucks. And where the grand is this prize, held at? Uh, this is at uh, Thirsty's and Oliphant. And uh, while it, while Thirsty's it is, Bar and Grill, while, while it is a bar, uh, we do have uh, uh, an underage crowd that can come as long as you. If if you're under twenty one, you have to have a parent with you, of course, because it's just the law. We can't get around that. But um, and this time in particular, this season, uh, the winners were all underage kids uh, who you know had had just started a band. Uh, just a few months before, um, and, and and you know really worked hard to uh, to get what they get where they were, and so with anything that you do, uh, it doesn't matter you know since I've since I've started the website and uh, you know the, the people tell you what they think you should be doing 
and how you should be doing it. Well, I think we've had this discussion when, many times. When yeah. when they're when they're not doing it themselves. <laughs> so they don't know <laughs> the first thing about actually doing it, but they're going to tell you how to run it. So uh, obviously, since we started the events, uh, we've always had that, you know, and, and you're going to have that anywhere in life. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, you could, we can go back to the plumber. I'm sure there's people who are like, oh yeah, well, if you just did this. You should put a 90 degree pipe there. And uh, Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, just, just tap it a little with the wrench. Right. Be fine, you know? <laughs> That's what you I know meant. how many That's things why... I've slammed hoping that they would work? <laughs> Yo, you're like really my funny. remote, I would throw it like across the room. Like dead chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to life. Squirrels, actually. Squirrels. Squirrels. All right, continue. So uh, we, have, we have a lot of people tell us every week, either to my face or or, or they think t- 10 feet away like I can't hear them, uh, you know, complain about this and that. Well, uh, it's not really fair because of this or it's not really fair because of that. Uh, we get that a lot. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, I think people aren't seeing the full picture of how you put these things together. When you put together an event like this, where you have, uh, you know, local sponsors as well as corporate sponsors, uh, where you have basically money being given away, things like that or whatever, there's all kinds of things that go into that. Plus, getting people to show up every week is is not, a chore. not easy to do, especially on a Tuesday night. Now, you could say, oh, well, why don't you put it on a different night? Well, most bars already have entertainment weekend for the stuff, weekend yeah. that, that that are already, you know. So the whole reason this thing started is because uh, we, we started at the Woodlands and we ended up moving it to uh, Thirsty's uh, af- after the first, uh, you know, session of them. And, uh, you know, they, Tuesday nights are usually a dead night for most venues around here, most bars and things like that. So they want to spice it up. And there's plenty of open mics, not only on Tuesdays, but every other night of the week around here. So how do you stand out in, in terms of an open mic? I mean, how do you how do you get people to come to yours instead of somebody else's and things like that? Another one just popped up in Scranton on Tuesday nights, you know, while we were doing this. So, you know, there there's more and more competition all the time. So, you know, we have all these added elements to to not, you know, not only bring people out, but to, to, for them to benefit from. I mean, you go to an open mic and you might get your, your stuff in front of a couple of people and you get some stage time. Stage time is very, very important, especially to comedians, which we get a lot of comedians, uh, you know, musicians as well. And they, uh, they're they looking all over for that outlet. So we give that to them. And then uh, people have a tendency to look a gift horse in the mouth, you know, and then they start picking it apart and they start thinking about, they take it for granted and they decide, well, you know, if you just did it this way, if you just fix this, you know, then it would be a hundred percent better, but they don't see the other side of it. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to try a little experiment. Uh, so we we're, we're going to, we are going to make a change next season where we're going to, instead of doing, one showcase where the comedians, musicians, whoever, they're all together on one showcase and the judges have to decide between them. Like we said before, it's kind of like apples and oranges. It's kind of tough to decide between those two. So we thought, you know, let's do a comedy showcase, like a comedy slash poetry slash spoken word, like things that are in that nature. And then, you know, music, dance and whatever else. Uh, magic, I guess, if we ever got a magician. Uh, all on one, you know, on, on the other night. And then that way, we're giving out twice the prizes, twice the money. You'd think people would love that. And then, you know, oh, God, you're changing it. Well, now, you know, it's it's 10 times worse. So I thought, you know, I'm going to try a little experiment. I'm going to post on Facebook uh, just to, you know, because I'm friends with a lot of, you know, local artists and stuff in the community. I said, you know, I'll, I'll post on Facebook. What do you think? What do you think of us doing this? 
and you know a, a good a good half of it were, were people in you know total support and really cool a lot of you know pe- people were really happy about it and then you got a lot of people who are kind of nitpicking us and picking us apart and so oh, well if you just did this and if you just did that and i got a lot of private messages after that and they, they said you know how are they, these how are these people like ta- you know telling you how to run your event or whatever when they're not run you know running successful events on their own or they they don't have the experience uh, doing this that you do or the success that they've had or whatever else and I, I said well I really want people to see in print like in person they can actually look at it the kind of stuff that I get every week you know I really want people to understand the kind of criticisms and stuff that are thrown at us so that they can get where, where we're coming from on our side so I can explain it in black and white okay well here's why we don't do that you know like people say okay well it's not really fair if uh, say say a, a guy comes in and he brings 20 of his friends now 20 of his friends outnumber all of us so they all vote for him and he automatically wins and goes to the final why don't you find 20 friends well that's the thing as they said well okay so how do i police that how do i how do i stand there at the door and go well what are you here for and why are you here and and who are you going to vote for like just a bitch it's not even worth worrying about exactly am i going to pick people apart am i going to and then you know they said oh well well, people have to stay to the end on a tuesday night i can't expect that people are going to stay there for an open mic all the way till 11 o'clock at night. Because usually we, we end about 11, 1130, depending on how many acts we get and everything else, which we, we you know we have to limit how, how many people get up there and how much time they have. And so people really start, you know, like, the oh, yeah, well, I didn't think of, well, how would you enforce that? That's right. Or, you know, oh, well, uh, wh- why don't you, why don't you try this instead of that? Well, uh, well, like for ex- for example, you know they they say, well, you know, uh, if I don't want to bring twenty friends, it's not really fair, and blah blah. blah. Why don't you have judges every week? Why don't you have judges that? Well, first of all, um, you have the same issues that you would have with the audience vote. So the judge could be biased. The judge could know somebody. Why? Or and it's Northeast PA, so everybody knows everybody. Exactly. So the judge could <laughs> could could easily say, oh well, yeah, I like that. And he could he could say, well, you know what? I don't like any of these comedians. I'm not a guy who thinks any of these guys are funny. You know, I'm not. I'm because a lot of the comedians uh, kind of go uh, for the offensive route. You know, they're 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 they have the uh, you know the dick jokes and stuff like that. If you're not a guy who likes that Nixon. kind of stuff then you're automatically going to say, well, all of those guys lose. How is that but, fair but, to them when they might be very good at what they do? But you why know? why are you concerned about the 1% to 10% who are critical? Because at the end of the day, right. 90% love it. Yeah. That's an A, man. Oh, sure. Sure. Absolutely. But Let I, them bitch. Oh, I, uh, de- definitely. And then send Borthwick after them. <laughs> I'm on it. Because... <laughs> I want to improve. I'm ready to fight. I want to improve every, you know, I want to make the event as, you know, user-friendly as possible, as crowd-friendly as possible, and of course, as sponsor-friendly as possible. I mean, we can't do stuff like this if you don't have, like, our, our, you know, sponsors are like Coors Light and Fireball, you know, whiskey and things like that. So they're big corporate sponsors. I, I worked with those guys over the years when I was in print media and things like that. Most of that money goes towards like paying a girl in a low cut shirt to walk around and hand out free stuff at the bar. You they know, wouldn't like, give me that job. You I know, <laughs> I've, I've I saw tr- your audition tape. <laughs> still on the They're pretty good, but not not at the level they yeah. need it to be. You got the sorry, moves man. like Jaeger. <laughs> 
but you know it, that most of the money goes towards stuff that you know like uh, free t-shirts and mugs and things like that or whatever now here's money that instead is going to original local artists for getting up on a stage and doing what they love how could you complain about that how could you make how could you be mad about that happening because you that's know? why there's no movie with a hundred percent review on Mott Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> like people are gonna no matter what you can never and this is something I had to learn early in my in my career is that no not everybody's gonna like what you do right and you can't you know Tom's a novelist mm-hmm. or and and a short storyist what are they called short storyists okay uh, good. I think it's called a writer but that's what I mean yeah. but I was trying to be say it nicer because anybody can write you know, but Tom's just you and Tom are very good at it. But I'm sure. You, how do you, how do you take criticism? Uh, it actually, I mean, obviously, it's bothering the ever living hell out of you. Uh, <laughs> I, you, you really, you can't. Uh, you just like you're you're not just a, a writer. You're an editor, right? Sure. Yeah. So your job, you've already created the product. Mm-hmm. Now you only have to worry about editing it. And editing is a constant evolving process and, and your judgment is really the only one that matters. So people can, like I just finished revising my novel and I had a lot of criticisms and I took the ones that worked and I discarded the ones that didn't. But you listened. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some people are assholes about it, which is I'm sure who's getting under your skin. And some people oh. have good points. Yeah. And, and the thing is though, if someone's going to be a scumbag to you about something that is so good, they're not worth a second of your consideration because a you're better than that b you're doing more than them and c you've created something that people love so who cares the hell with them can i ask what, what you write about like me oh tons of stuff that's a whole other podcast all right actually we Mostly, have another podcast we do he talks about that so you I can do. listen to that yeah. one um, um it's but, called solasium uh, yeah he, the one we talked it's, about it's actually being adapted into a, a film, a film now. yeah so it's pretty cool wow. i i yeah. I, I learned a long time ago that the reason that people are critical or don't like you is out of fear or jealousy. And oh, yeah. also stupidity. And, and and overconfidence. And as long as you're getting that, you're doing something good. Yeah, I agree oh, 100%. Sure. You're doing sure. the right thing. It, it's it's not that it's discouraging me to, it's to like a gnat, continue or anything but, like that. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, I do have a I, I have a, uh, like a, a personal tendency and I, we've talked about this on other you know shows that um you know i'll see a thousand people that like it and and respond positively and the one guy who's negative i'm like <laughs> just sticks in your craw god <laughs> why oh that one guy why so i'll give you 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 for an, an example is that we um so i we did a commercial a local commercial that went on the air and on facebook last week yep um honoring Memorial Day and and vets in the service and all that stuff. By the way, and you know there was a couple. So I'm looking at it and I'm looking at how many views there is, how many likes there is, how many shares there are. Yep. And then there's then there's some of those negative comments where it's like Memorial Day is about those who we lost. (laughs) (laughs) To which I'm like. Okay. And and then right, but then there was an you know so it's like that, and then underneath it's like Armed Forces Day is for this. 
Veterans Day is for this. This is for this. Those are the days that we talk about those things. Like we wanted to, we wanted to honor our servicemen and women who who go out there, put their life on the line for the freedoms that we have that we most of the time take people for granted. Take it, people take it too seriously sometimes. So yeah. I I I devised this calculation in my head over the weekend because that because that those f- three or four comments really piss you off because sure. it's like you don't you don't do an ad where it's where it's like let's remember those who who can't enjoy this spot you right. know anybody who goes out there whether it's law enforcement it, you know the fire department ems you know the armed services you know the 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 cia guys we're not supposed to talk about the undercover guys like those guys go out there put their lives on the line all the time for us i think every military holiday being veterans day memorial day armed forces day whatever should be about celebrating what these guys and and gals do actually i agree with that one negative commenter screw you (laughs) so in my in my in my aggregate in my head i actually figured out the ratio or the percentage of negative comments compared to positive feedback okay it was less than one percent sure so, and, and then I so and then why, I went and I went. What I'm done get letting it bother me because the numbers don't lie, right? They got a 99. I'm okay with that. Well, I I guess the 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 it's not so much that the any any sort of negativity is is getting to 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 the point where I have to talk about it here, but it's like people telling you how to raise your kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> you shut no up. Clue. Yeah, it's my but, kid. Uh, it, it, it I, I think it's endemic overall. Uh, it, it's a good example of why these things constantly go away. We see it all the time oh, yeah. where, uh, you know, great venues around here who do great programs, they do great concerts, they do great shows that fade away. And everybody goes, why did they go away? Why? Well, when was the last time you went and supported anything they did? Oh, well, I never did. I never went. I got asked that about the vintage. Oh, when the went, vintage went down? Right. What happened? Well, you, you didn't went, show up. You didn't you know, go. You didn't go. That's what I said. You didn't support it. You didn't come out. You didn't pay that whole five dollars every once in a while to go see a show there, or throw a dollar in the donation bucket on your way in to, to yeah, look at some but, great art. But you'd rather drop the five music. bucks on the red box for the new Melissa McCarthy movie. No. Yeah, or oh, or you know, uh, uh, pay your fifty, sixty, hundred dollar bar tab every weekend. You know, like. Uh, but you know what? To each their own. We live in America. People. Can do whatever they want they they can but then you can't you i i just don't think then you have a right to complain when it goes away like if you're the one who didn't do anything about it then you don't really have a right to complain it's like if you if you didn't vote you don't get to complain about who got an office because you didn't even try you know you didn't even try to make a difference and i think these these are you know a lot of people are just armchair critics who don't try and they don't you're just figuring that out oh no 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 okay (laughs) trust me he's just last wording it here and letting yeah. you know yeah. exactly exactly i don't disagree with you uh I, I and i think when you have stuff like because i you know i i just a couple hours ago i just got a phone with with the owner of the bar and and you know he was upset by some of the stuff he was reading too and i i said the same thing that you're saying to me now you know don't let it get to you don't let it bother you or whatever but who's to say that then that guy doesn't turn around tomorrow and say you know what yeah, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with the. I don't want to deal with the nit, the nitpicking and the bullshit and whatever else. And it goes away. And then everyone goes, "Oh, whatever happened to that? I thought that was a great thing. I thought that you was have really to, cool. dude. Honestly, you know, and I, and and you have to think about it in the moment when you're doing the event. In the moment, is it good? Right. 
And it is. Are, are, are people They're, showing up? Are people having a good time? Anything that happens outside of that Tuesday night or whatever you're going to expand it to right now, it's just farts in the wind, man. I, I can name a uh, hundred different reasons as to, to why it's good. And, and, and the, 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 show, the showcase was a great example because, you know, the, these kids win and, I, and, and the mother came up to me and she gave me a hug and she said, you know what they're going to do with this money? They're going to go record some songs now that That's they awesome. weren't able to afford to do before. You know what I'm going to say gonna next. They're going to go, oh, of course I'm going to, I, did, I know what you're saying. Did you happen to recommend? I did. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You will now get taco flavored kisses. Wonderful. That sounds awful. It's from South Park. <laughs> I know, but it sounds taco flavored fit kisses for you, Ben. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. But yeah, you know, it, it, it that that's the part that warms my heart. I mean, the the, the that, wind, dude, that's the thing that you 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 got to That's that's the, the charm the, bracelet. That's all that matters. The, that's the thing you got to hold on the, to. The winner of season one, Zach Hammond, great guy, wonderful, uh, great great comedian. Uh, what did he do with with uh you know with his prize? He was able to record an album. Yeah. Now he has a a professionally recorded comedy album out that he can sell and make money off of. That you know didn't di- didn't cost him anything up front to record and to get produced and to get and, and to put out there so you know uh I, I i think that's a win i think that's a win for local arts i think it's a win for these people i mean i get people all the time uh you know one of the comedians came you know said to me one day he said you know i was walking down the street in scranton he's like i live in jim thorpe and somebody came up to me and he goes you're that comedian and he's, well, how did you know that? And he's, I saw you on NEPAC and I saw your photos if, every if, week. If, and he wasn't even one of the <laughs> weekly winners. So, I mean, this is just a guy who was featured in our photos all uh, every week. And now he, he's he's a name that people recognize and they want to come out and see him. They want to go, go to his shows. You know, that to me is a win. It, in the end, right? I just want you to know. And I hope we can end on this because she has to go make a moons over my hammy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is delicious, by the way. The Monte Cristo, I think, will kill people, but the moon's over my hammy is really good. If you took the blind eyes of justice yeah. and the scale, right, and you put the positivity that this event does in any PA scene, um, you know, the, the NEPA got talent up at Thursdays, compared to the negative comments, you have just snapped the wrist of the, of the, of the blind eyes of justice Which in was the positive really impolite direction. of you, but... <laughs> right. But still good of you. But yeah. Impolite of me? No, well, I mean, he broke her wrist. <laughs> yeah, but it's a statue. We have glue. She represents something. Yeah. I, 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 the, me- the message I'm trying to get across, long and short of it, is that if you uh, want to do something like this, if you're going to organize events and things in the area, if you want to make the area a difference, you want to make a difference in the area in a better place and, and, and help the art scene or whatever, it is an uphill battle and people are going to sure. shit on you every step of the way keep doing it anyway because overall the the the, the positives like you said are and also and also if you have any constructive criticisms it's rich scene at gmail.com yes or belligerent so. criticisms sure <laughs> yeah just be aware that the belligerent <laughs> he does criti- not appreciate the baseless at all the baseless criticisms will be made public yeah and we're, we're, we're gonna shit all over you in the next show so <laughs> all, all right. right we'll even do all the right. sound effects um we good 
Yep. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. It was for a pleasure you. being Thank here. You. It was great. It was nice um, meeting you, ladies. You just made a fan in, in, in West Scranton and another fan in West Scranton and another fan in West Scranton <laughs> who really supported I didn't support know there was a West do. Scranton. I just thought it was what? the largest part knew, of Scranton. All I watched is The Office and I'm just like, where's Dunder Mifflin? <laughs> it's not here. <laughs> You're joking. It's in, me. it's in Hollywood. Yeah, sorry. Wait, you live yeah. in Wilkesbury and you went, where's Dunder Mifflin? <laughs> It's not like you're from like Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Do you want me? No. Uh, I, I, I'll hate show to, you. Hate to burst that bubble for I you. No words. <laughs> That's the saddest thing I ever heard in my entire life. Is that there is no Dunder Mifflin? There is no. <laughs> there's no Dunder Mifflin at all. Like it's not a nope. place. No. Wow. I mean, the bars in the show are. Yeah, the, but they're not representative of the bar. No, not it's, even. Remotely. It's named after. A stri- I just wish it's named I after can... streets that you can go to, but there's no. Building there's there. no Dunder, yeah. Dunder F. I believe there's a, a, a Dunder. You know, you all you also know that there is no Narnia, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, the back of my closet is a magical place, and I do spend quite. Do you have in there? Like, <laughs> like you walk in and it's just like pixies and you know, that James McAvoy is... with hooves for legs. I don't know. It's, it's a picture. It's complete craziness. Thank you guys. Keep us posted yeah, on everything fun. you're doing. Absolutely. Anything anything that we yeah, can good do luck, to help guys. you. Good luck. Let us know. Absolutely. I mean, we're there. Thank you. So, Thank you. That it? Yep. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.